0: Welcome to a Trucker's Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K. Thing. We're back, man. Episode 170. Yes, sir. Wow, man. Milestones. Milestones. hmm All right. Um, let's get right into it. Um, I was listening to an old Frank Ocean album. I'm, I'm trying to remember. What was the name of that album? Blonde. Blonde, right? And there was a skit on there, and it basically was a guy. I think he was from France or something. He's like, my girlfriend. They love my girlfriend, but she said she'd... You know I don't add her to social media. She want to add me. I <laughs> not add her back. Right? But basically in the skit, the girl was mad at him because he didn't add her friend request on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And uh she was she broke up with him because of that. And mm-hmm. basically she was saying like why don't you add me? He was like I'm standing right mm-hmm. here in front of you. Yeah. So basically reality was not enough. She needed to be digitally connected to him. Mm-hmm. And she felt like like she felt like he was either cheating on her or something because he wouldn't add her. Mm -hmm. So she was jealous and in the relationship it ended. Mm -hmm. The the reason why I'm bringing this up is because I was making a comparison in my mind to social media and the closest, I think the most accurate comparison to social media is sugar, Mm -hmm. right? Sugar, sugar and social media go hand in hand because sugar has no, it's, there's no, it's, you don't have to eat sugar like sugar has no real nutrient base to it. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But in American culture, we put sugar in things that shouldn't even have sugar. There is sugar in McDonald's French fries. There's there's sugar in all kinds of shit and yeah. we don't even need it. Mm-hmm. Right. It, it does not have any like um, it's basically I don't want to regurgitate the same point, mm-hmm. but I'm comparing the two. Because social media is the same way. We have lived more years on Earth without social media than with it. Mm -hmm. And we have made social media such a, a priority in relationships or whatever else that we're using it as like, if you don't add me, if you don't take a picture with me, then we're breaking up. And it's like, really? Yeah. It's gotten to the point where we're using social media as a confirmation of the seriousness of reality when in actuality. Social media and reality are two different things. Mm -hmm. If I'm telling you to your face that I love you, right, why do I need to write on your wall that I love you in, in order to confirm it? Yeah. That's the strange thing about this digital world that we've bought into. It's almost like we became The Sims. Yeah. Like we used to play The Sims and. You know, when it was big and like, oh, look, we can make them eat sandwiches and do that. And it's like now we have become The Sims. It's yeah. strange, man. Yeah. I think that the the conflict comes
1: when there's normal people like us that understand that uh, social media is it is what, the, you know, the name says. It's just social media. Right. And then there's, uh, you know, a few people out here like us that that know that um, we live in the real world. Yeah. In social media doesn't dictate dictate much outside of the social media world. You know yeah. what I mean? There's things that we do every single day. Even this this podcast is almost independent of social media. True. If that makes sense. You know, there are people that are because <clears throat> SoundCloud or, you know, uh, the Apple podcast app those aren't necessarily like social media. No you know? they're not. You know what I mean? So, and a lot of people f- are finding our podcast outside of the people that follow us on social media. True. So, uh I just think like, you know, like uh, you know, like I said, like people like us we operate um outside of of that world and and we also understand um the the false reality that social media presents there's a lot of people that we know personally that present this thing on social media. They present a happy relationship. They present a happy marriage marriage. They present, um, like they have a lot of money. They present all, all these different things. Um, and then, you know, we'll see them in real life and it's not like that. You know what I mean? So that's the reason for me really is that, um, I, I don't, I don't, like to fall in line with that, that, exactly. that trend. You know right, what I mean? Right. Because I understand that, um, first of all, you're, you're putting something out there that, that isn't true. And secondly, you can get consumed by that. If, exactly. you, if you get consumed by this idea that the world or the people that follow me on Instagram or Facebook have to know every single detail about my life, yeah. um, then you, you get caught like every time you're gonna, you know, every time you're in a new relationship, every time you break up, it's you know. People, remember, we we're talking about it with uh, with Caesar. Yeah. And we we're talking about how people have their uh, relationships all over social media. Yeah. And then they break up, and we don't hear anything about it, nah. and we just wondering like, yo, like, dang, what happened to the last dude? They just kind of yeah. pop up, or yeah. like the the images get deleted, and then the next guy that pops up, he just on there plastered all over their social yeah. media, and then those images get deleted, and the next guy, and so it's just like.
0: Why even follow fall into that trend? Yeah, sad man. And and it's what's what's sad too is this. Like I'm (laughs) I'm not saying you you know a person's you know the intricate details of a person's life, but some of the things people put up on social media the most they create a pattern. You you understand you understand the tone of a person. You may not know them, but you understand the tone. Like Mm -hmm. there was this chick that I seen. She was with some dude off and on, and every time she broke up with this guy, she kept putting it up there, like, you know what, I'm moving on, I'm done with these dudes that don't matter. Then it's then she posts another picture with the same dude she was complaining about. Yeah, and then finally she she broke up with the guy and then had a new picture with a new guy, probably like a month and a half later. Yeah. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ, you're showing the world how dysfunctional you are. Mm -hmm. Sometimes things are not best on social media. You can be dysfunctional. I can't tell you how to live your life. But the problem is when you plaster it for the world to see. And then you expect people to take you seriously. Like that's that's a big no, no. And and the sad part, too, is like the whole we just mentioned that skip from Frank Ocean where the girl was so jealous. She broke up with the dude because he wouldn't put her on social media. But you have to be careful putting these photos up with people that you just met because a lot of time they have a motive and that motive is to make their ex uh, jealous. Mm -hmm. There are some women or men or whoever um, that this is more synonymous with what I've seen a lot of women do. Mm -hmm. I know some men are guilty of it, but they will post a picture of the new person they're dating a month after. Right. Yeah. And they do it because they want to let their ex know that they've moved on. Mm -hmm. So people use like social media to be condescending and, And like nasty too, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: so it's like, dude you you don't need to do any of this. Mm -hmm. Social media is sugar. Yeah, it's um, Joe Rogan made a comparison the other day. He was talking about like how uh, enriched or processed foods make you feel. It's shit food. There's a lot of preservatives, a lot of bullshit. And he said it's the same thing with processed information. He said when a lot of people try to cancel him, they use snippets. They use snippets. They use things he said or whatever. And they try to cancel him. But the problem is, he said, the reason why I can't be canceled is because I have a whole two or three hour podcast and you're trying to take clips. Mm-hmm. And then you share this processed information to the world and everybody's like, oh, Joe Rogan's racist or oh, Joe Rogan's this. But it's like I have a whole two to three hour podcast backing up what I said. Yeah. What it is, is basically there's so much context with podcasting mm-hmm. that. It's not processed information. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And the thing about it, I, I kind of veered off a little bit. Yeah. The thing about it, though, is <clears throat> this is what people do, man. The, yeah. Social media is like one big processed. Actually, that's not true. There's a lot of awesome things about social media, too. I've met some family through there. But a lot of it is just people sharing a bunch of bullshit, a lot of political stuff. And this, is, it's just sound bites and processed clips of information. Yeah. And it's just no good, man. I think, um, I don't know, I,
1: I think for me, um, I, I almost have leaned into it more so, like the older I got, as far as like, and not even being mysterious, I don't think that's the term for it, but just ha- having a separate, having, having a separation, Right. you know what I mean? I think you, you see a lot of celebrities where, you know, we don't know what certain people's kids look like, or we don't know what, you know, certain people's. Uh, wives or you know their family looks like all we have is just you know these them as you know their their Mm -hmm. celebrity or their entity um and that's perfectly fine because you know you don't need you don't necessarily need these these people to succumb to um the the stuff you have to deal with via social media you know what i mean like there there are Certain celebrities, that get drugged through the mud every single day. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you, you, you hear stories like uh, from like Charlemagne. You mm-hmm. know, referencing you know not necessarily having his family and his his wife all over his social media, but that's perfectly fine because what Charlemagne gives us is entertainment via the radio, right. entertainment via podcasting, and you know different shows, and, and, and you know he does a little bit of acting and stuff like that, but. That's all we need from them. That right. other stuff is is just fluff. I, I don't True. I don't need to know um, what his kids look like and and all this other stuff. He he uh, comments on having kids and being a father and being a husband and stuff like that. Um, that's about all we need from that that
0: uh, that narrative. I think that we have an infatuation problem, but we have an infatuation with things that don't serve us. Right. So just because you like LL Cool J doesn't mean you need to know what his wife, his kids, what everybody looks like, what's their favorite color. None of that shit helps your life out. Yeah. Like if mm-hmm. if you like LL Cool J as a musician, I don't know why I'm using LL Cool J, by the way. But if you love LL Cool J as an artist, that's amazing. But why the fuck do you need to know every intimate detail of this man's life? Yeah. I just don't understand people that do that. And th- th- we have a na- we have a world full of people who are nosy, too. Because, and the most nosy people are the most unhappy with their own lives. Yeah. So if their life sucks and they look at your life, they'll be like, hmm, maybe that person's life might suck more than mine. Yeah. Hmm. Or maybe their life might be great and I hate them. But let me see if there's something that, that is bad for them so it could confirm my bias. Like, yeah, I told you they wasn't perfect. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, man, like, who cares? I don't. And I'm, I'm very. Um conflicted with the idea like it would probably take me a while to put like you know whether i was engaged or my girlfriend whatever to put them on social media because like you could dislike me that's cool that's cool but don't ever form an opinion on somebody that i love and care about that's when you go on overboard i've seen people talking about omari harwick's wife Ooh, she looked like that she kind of ugly he could do better than that and it's like who the fuck do you think you are? <laughs> who, the she, fuck, who the fuck do you think you are to say what Amari Hardwick needs to have
1: in his life? Are you yeah. fucking stupid? Yeah. I think, I, I know from personal experience, part of that that narrative, as far as like people, um, or like my girl not being on my Instagram or whatever, um, it's, uh, it creates anxiousness mm. as far as like, well, why not? Or is, uh, is it because he's hiding something from the people that are on his Instagram, or is he trying not to show this to whomever? Um, but that's it, it, that's just like you know, just people's minds wondering. But in reality, it's like it's my social media is for my podcast and the videos that I shoot in music. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not my. I don't have a. My Instagram is not uh, a reality TV show. No. And what, what also happens is that the people that know you on a personal level know what you're, you go. what you're
0: doing. You know what I there mean? There you go. So it's like the people I'm, the people you're closest with have met your wife. They've met your girlfriend. They mm-hmm. they know you on a day-to-day basis, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? If you don't know me on a, a day-to-day basis, you really don't have any right to have an opinion on my life and what I should be doing. Yeah. You could go fuck yourself, mm-hmm. right? Because I don't do that to people. I'm not like, oh, wow. Well, they should be doing this and their wife and their kids should be doing. It's like, no, motherfucker. Like, what happened to people minding their business? I feel like social media gave people like, you ever seen that neighbor in your neighborhood? Everybody has one where their blinds are all fucked up and all Mm. bent because they stay looking out the window and watching people all day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's all social media is. Mm -hmm. A bunch of old people that uh, not even old. Just a bunch of people with their blinds all bent up because they looking and watching people all day. Yeah you need to be watching your own life cuz yeah. a lot of you guys your life sucks not yeah, not the sure. not the people that listen to this podcast you guys are cool yeah you guys are the coolest yeah you guys are great but the people that don't listen to this podcast fuck you okay you nosy son of a bitch <laughs> you know <what> i'm playing
1: <laughs> i just i just think like um know like you said i don't want to keep saying these same points over and over but i just see the trends that there's uh um there's things that are specifically talking about Instagram there are things that are normalized on Instagram that aren't that aren't healthy and I think that just because people see it all the time and you know you you get a new girl or you're going to post post her on your 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 social media and you're feeling the pressure from your relation I I, I had a friend and he was uh, he's in a new relationship as of recent and it was an event. Like he told me, like it was an event. Like yo, I'm about to, I'm about to post my girl on. Uh, like <laughs> he, he had like a schedule for it. Like, oh my god! He, like tomorrow, I'm gonna post my girl, and you know, people gonna be hurt or people gonna be feeling this. And then the day came, and he didn't post it, oh, and that's man. because. You know, I don't know if he felt like nervous or he wasn't ready or he he couldn't, you know, he couldn't bring himself to do it. But even that, like if you don't feel comfortable posting your girl, then don't post her like it it doesn't have to be that big of a deal. You know what I mean?
0: So I don't know. It's just it's just let's let's be clear. I don't want you plastering me all over your social media, too. Yeah. Just just because like we both need to be on a level where um, we both understand. Like if I don't move that way, then you got to respect that. Regardless of of, if I'm doing something and you don't move that way and you tell me, then I have no choice but to respect it. But Mm -hmm. we live in a world where people divulge too much information that doesn't help anybody or their situation. Mm -hmm. And I've seen it just fall flat so many times. Yeah. There are some people that have normalized. Like I literally see people that have posted like 15 people over the last couple of years that they've dated. All you're doing is plastering failure. Yeah. <laughs> you got 15 to 20 failures of a relationship and you just posting them and posting them and posting them. And then you posting about how men ain't tra- men are trash. Yeah. Then you got a new dude. Then you start posting about how men are trash again. Like this is terrible. That that's the thing for me like I'm a human being
1: and right. I, I don't like I don't I don't want to feel like a trophy. Mhm. So that's the thing for me like I don't want to be you know post it i i also hate the can like the candid stuff right right. like imagine you just you know you at the crib you got your shorts on and a tank top you just taking out the trash right and then your girl doing a boomerang like oh my god like you know yeah don't do me life. don't do that yeah Link, don't do that your man is trash my man take out the trash
0: oh god yeah <laughs> don't don't do that don't you got me boomeranging, you just got my like the the neck down. You don't show my face, so you think that's okay. Don't fucking do that. <laughs> Another one I see too, don't take a picture of my fucking boots or my hand. Like if we're if we're, <laughs> we're, at, we're, at di- we're at dinner or something, and you take a picture of my fucking boots, and then with no context, you just want the world to know that you got a man around. Yeah, women, stop doing this dumb shit. Stop yeah.
1: it. It is dumb. Take a picture of the toothbrush in the bathroom. Yeah, yeah her toothbrushes.
0: <laughs> yeah, you got a you got a picture of ESPN on your TV. And you know, goddamn well you don't watch ESPN. You just want. You got a picture of his feet and ESPN on the TV. <laughs> Girls is trash. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all
1: <are> so trash. <laughs> Y'all be trying to do that sly, like, new relationship type. Yeah, don't thing. do that. Yeah. Don't do that. It's but- always something slick,
0: though, like that, like the boots or. Yeah, the work mm-hmm. boots. The work boots or the hand. And, and look here. Ladies, share this with your friends, especially the friends you've seen do this shit. The ones that do the, they got a, it's a picture of some work boots, like some Wolverines Mm -hmm. And they'll be like, and it'll be like, it'll, and the caption might say hardworking men are winning or something like that. You're Like, Oh God, stop it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Stop it. A hardworking
1: man is just knocking you down for a couple months. Yeah. A
0: couple months, you know, he get out of oil fields, take a shower and then knock it down and then go back to work. Yeah. Yeah. That's all it is. (laughs) Don't don't
1: try to make it more than what it is. Stop
0: letting, this is what I will say to men, to men and women. Stop letting people get your hopes up. Mm -hmm. You know, stop having expectations. Stop it. I'm talking about men to women, women to men. Ladies, stop getting excited over these dudes. A lot of these dudes is trash. They're just regular. They just regular dudes. They're, they're trash. Regular. They're gonna they're gonna pump and dump you just like they did those other girls. Mm-hmm. They, that guy needs to prove that he's a solid dude before you start taking these fucking photos and shit. Same way with these dudes. They'll that's get, what that's huh? the that's the part
1: too. Like I I don't have you ever like ended up on just like a candid photo on a girl's phone or something? Have you yeah ever seen something like that? Yeah, and I'll be like, hey, what are you doing? And they're like,
0: nothing. This is just for me. Yeah. Like, oh my god, don't do this. Yeah.
1: Do I I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't. At least not to my knowledge, know of any of those situations. But even then, I'm like, I'm just a nigga here, just knocking it down. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not no husband material. I'm not. You don't know, no. I'm not really no boyfriend. Not material. for you. Yeah. Not, not for you at the moment. Yeah. I'm just a. I'm just a friend with benefits material, and I don't deserve to be uh, in a photo on your phone.
0: Very true. Unless like, we're making a sex tape. Yeah. Okay. Like if, <laughs> if I'm going to Pizza Hut, like I'm. De- I'm just there for the pizza. I'm not mm-hmm. there to get a job. The same way, like, look, I'm just here for the pussy. Exactly. I, right? Yeah. I'm not here for for that. And unless, like, if it's something serious, then yeah. But yeah. don't like. I think the problem too is that you could be let's be clear too that we need to debunk this theory good men just want some pussy too i don't know why why there's this idea that good men don't do that good men like your heart yeah i agree with that but good men out here getting pussy too yeah good men just want to fuck sometimes they don't want to be out here like this idea that some women have of men that are good men they always want a relationship fuck no dang that's real hell no yeah just because, you know, just because you're kind and you respect for the women and all of that, that's great. You should respect women. You should be kind. But you're human. And mm-hmm. like, yo, just because I'm kind and respectful to you don't mean I'm trying to be. I just want to fuck right now. You know, I it, think we. I think women also have to be mindful of
1: like this transition. Right. I think um, if there should be a um, like a. Uh, I wouldn't call sex a prize, but right. for lack of a better term, like some sort of prize for the amount of communication you guys developed, you know, the rapport that you built. If you're if you're pursuing a person as far as like, you know, like, dang, this might be my girl. And then, you know, a month in or, you know, however many, however long you wait, you guys um you know, have sex. And then, you know, that doesn't, that do, there's no like post nut clarity where you're like, dang, I don't, I don't even like this girl. Like I'm a, you know, I'm gonna stop talking to her or whatever. If, uh, I think that should be like the, the, the normal case when you're pursuing someone romantically mm-hmm. or trying to pursue them as like a real partner. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes girls will give it up like a week after they met you mm-hmm. and then you like you're that nice guy, still your personality mm. hasn't changed, right? And then all of a sudden they just start falling in love. Yeah, you're just like, oh no! It's like that's that's, that's just. A, I, I feel like just even the, the the those course of action that should let you know like this isn't. This isn't love, you know, this isn't something that's going to like, you know, where we're going to, you know, be dating in a few months from now.
0: I don't want to self endorse myself, but I seem I I try my best to be nice and especially respectful to women and having this problem. Here's the problem. There are so many men that disrespect women and disregard them after they get what they want. That women, when you're actually kind and respect them before and after sex, they think you want a relationship. Yeah. And then we have to save you from yourself. Because if you keep coming around and we keep fucking you, we're, you're going to hate us. Yeah. So if I get the pussy or we hang out, whatever the case, and I see those behaviors in you, I'm paying attention to every word that comes out of your mouth. I'm paying attention to everything you're saying, every emotion. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to hurt this girl. I'm going to leave her the fuck alone. she'd be much better off. She'd be much better off getting a man that could give her real attention, that could really treat her the right way. I'm not trying to do that with her. Truth be told, ladies, a lot of times we say like, look, I'm not really looking for anything serious. That's true. But we're not looking for anything serious with you. you. Yeah. That is the truth. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That doesn't make us a bad person. Sometimes there are guys that like women and the women don't like them like that. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it's the other way around. Mm -hmm. But we're human beings. So I don't think you should take it personal. Yeah, I've got hit and quit before. Oh of course, you be, you you it, yo! I've liked girls and got the pussy, and I'm like, oh my god, this is gonna be my wife, and she just fucking just poof disappeared, and I'm just standing. I, it reminded me, it, I felt like a little boy standing at the dinner table asking for seconds. <laughs> oh, man. Mom, mom, can I have seconds, please? <laughs> Yeah, girls. Girls be so ruthless. Girls would no, not even ruthless. That's just the same thing. Mm-hmm. And some women save you from yourself because <clears throat> they don't want to give you the pussy more than twice, and they out of there. Yeah, they'll be like, Oh no! Like I talked to him. He likes me too much. Women, you know what kind of conversations y'all really be having? Come on now. Yeah, like, we we know what's going on. Yeah, or maybe
1: they got post nut clarity. What do you mean? Like they realize, like, why did I do this? And they just don't really talk to you
0: no more. Yeah, they just don't talk to you no more. Yeah, but it, look, man, there are some women that will hit and quit good men. Mm-hmm. There's, some, there's some good guys, respectful guys, but then they like, oh, no, I can't do this with him. He's just too good of a person. He's too mm-hmm. nice. He's too nice. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not in a place where they can respect a good man. Mm-hmm. The same way a lot of men are not in a place to respect good women. There are a lot of good women out there getting pumped and dumped. Yeah. There are a lot of good women that are wife material getting fucked and left. Yeah. Right? Right. Mm -hmm. And then when the guy, but they, but at the time, they not ready for that good guy. Yeah. At that moment, they just want to get fucked by that guy on a motorcycle with the slick back hair Mm -hmm. (laughs) and the tattoos everywhere and shit. Yeah. They want to fuck that guy that did three years in the penitentiary. Yeah. They ain't trying to fuck that guy that's at church every Sunday. Yeah. They need that prison dick. They need that prison dick for about, about five, six years. And then after they have like two or three kids, now they're going to go back to the good guy. Then, it don't work like that it don't work like that all the time yeah. it, it 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 does a lot of women a lot of women choose good guys last
1: i feel like good i feel like the good guys you gotta put your foot down it's like you gotta be as choosy as those women right yeah so if you know your value if you know you're a good guy you gotta um you know you a good a good job and your mental health in order, and, you know, you're not out here just hoeing around and all that. Right. <clears throat> just, um, you could be very selective with who you pick. It 100%. might take a little bit longer. I mean, but you don't, as, as a, a a high value man, you don't deserve a woman that got like four or five kids and is Bruh. just
0: falling back on you. Bro, I know one, I ain't going to say no names, but it was one that... uh I will not say I pursued, but it was just more or less like I just wanted to hang out on a sexual level and that fell through and sexual hang. Yeah, that's it. But (laughs) it didn't it didn't it didn't end up happening, which for one, I don't expect anything from women like, you know, but at the same time, that's all I knew that she was good for was that, you Mm -hmm. know, Um, the same. And that's not to minimize women. That's to say some people in your life are compatible in relationship wise or they're just good to fuck. And she seemed like a good fucker. Um, And anyways, anyways, but no, I just I started seeing she just had too much drama in her life, too much going on. She had two babies, daddies. And I'm just like, yo, this is just on a bat. And she was hot. Mm -hmm. She was hot. She was very attractive. But she just had too much going on, you Mm -hmm. know, complaining about her baby's daddies. Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting there eating lunch. I mean, like, well, I was eating was dinner. We was over dinner. I was eating dinner, and I was just listening. Like, yo, I never. I like at first I was like, well, if she give me some of that ass, I could handle this, this, yeah. this malarkey she's talking about. Uh-huh. I was like, other than that, I never want to see this chick again. Right? Yeah,
1: I think I know who you are talking about. Oh yeah, but yeah.
0: She, she actually, I was just scrolling through my <clears throat> social media, and some guy, I guess he, uh, 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 gave uh, he uh, gave her a ring. He proposed to her. <laughs> Dang, I feel so bad for that guy yeah I, I feel bad for him man because what I witnessed that night and my thing is I just, was,
1: and that's a what two hour
0: span yeah r- roughly around probably two hours or so mm-hmm. and it was just her just talking about her baby's daddy's plural and I'm thinking like, well, you know you mean evidently me and you may not be too compatible because you're talking about other dudes with me, and that's not gonna work right and then when we when we went out to the parking lot, and I was about to be like, all right, hey, you have a good night. Then she starts kissing on me. And I'm just like, what the fuck is wrong with this chick? How do women not realize that that's a
1: turnoff? It's a huge turnoff. Imagine off. if a dude just popped up to a date like, yeah, you know, the other girl last week, I, I hit her and she she was cool. We, we smashed. It's you terrible. know, We have an ongoing, like, you know, relationship. But yeah, like, weird. I'm through with her now. I'm through with her now. But yeah,
0: um, first of all, like, I don't if I'm on a date with the woman, I barely pull my phone out. Yeah, I don't. I don't even have it. I sometimes I just turn it off because in that moment I have enough re- respect to focus on her at yeah. that moment. Mm-hmm. You know, even if it's not something serious, it's just a general respect. Yeah. But with her, it was just just blah 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 blah. What someone did to me, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. They did. She did this, and they did this to me. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I'm like, oh God, please stop. Yeah. Right. But mm-hmm. yeah, she's she's getting married. I was just like, oh Lord, that's crazy. I feel bad. This guy's gonna.
1: Yeah. I, I do you think um like what type of person purs- pursues that on a on a serious level a like- simp,
0: a simp? think so oh yeah a, simp, a guy that a guy that falls in love with the idea of a woman like she could some men are so dumb that they'll see a woman that looks attractive and that's enough for them to, to sell, say like i want to s- marry her i want to marry her yeah you know, all the drama yeah well, most women are crazy anyways they start telling them this this shit like yeah most women are crazy anyway so it's not a big deal as long as she's crazy for me i'm, I'm with it no as you as fucking dumbass yeah no you idiot most women most women are not crazy the problem yeah. is is the craziest women are the loudest and they get the most attention yeah right but there's a lot of women who you know work jobs take care of their business and stuff and they're not out here doing that nonsense you know but you're so dumb that you, <laughs> you about to put the ring on the finger of a psycho yeah right you you better sleep with one eye open gosh dang yeah, yeah that's bad news man i'm kind of glad i didn't <clears throat> i did we didn't fool around because you don't uh-huh. want you don't want people like that knowing where you live, bro. I think <laughs> there are a lot of uh, not a lot.
1: I'm not really out here like that, but there there are people in my past that I you know um, for whatever reason like it didn't work out or I didn't um, pursue them sexually or whatever. And you look back some years from now, you like, dang, I, I
0: made the right decision. Yeah, these girls is crazy. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. You will end up in a you will end up in a whole. Uh, some with some women like here's the thing i don't put my hands on women but there's some women you need to stay away from and vice versa women stay away from some dudes Mm. you could end up in a fucking domestic violence situation yeah you know you might Mm -hmm. you might end up having to run for your life Mm -hmm. no way man yeah yeah all right switching gears um juneteenth um juneteenth has now been declared a federal holiday Um, And there's a lot of conversation swirling around the idea of Juneteenth or not even an idea of what it is and whatnot. Uh, Let me go down here. Uh, This is funny. All right. This one here. All right. uh, This is uh, (laughs) the San Jose Sharks. Uh, The San Jose Sharks incite the wrath of our ancestors after celebrating Juneteenth by abolishing slavery with their teeth. This is hilarious. The The best and worst thing about Blue Ivy's internet is that it's forever. Once you hit send or scamper off into your critical race theory, my ass, Facebook Groove, uh, to be- bemoan the fact that they are living, breathing black people who actually exist, it's virtually impossible to rid the interwebs of the, your greatest triumphs or Christy Teigen's SK Blunder. To this day, I'm sure there's some dark corner of the internet where I can watch full episodes of the greatest sitcom ever was 2005 is infamous being Bobby Brown. Okay, they're just talking about nonsense. This is just too much. (laughs) Anyways, let's fuck all that. The San Jose Sharks posted a picture of the San Jose Shark logo, but the shark was biting through some chains, and there's two black hands that have chains on them. So it basically looks like the San Jose Shark is freeing black people from slavery. Sharks feet, sharks (laughs) fleet, freed the slaves. Huh? (laughs) They got to rewrite history, man. They got to put this goddamn shark in 1865 that jumped out of the ocean on land (laughs) to free black people from bondage. That's what we need. That sounds crazy.
1: Yeah. The and the the way they did, they kind of remixed the the um, the logo to make it more of like. Uh, like a painting right. kind of thing and make it more and, and they kind
0: of change the colors a little bit it's like come on dog. yeah so okay look let me read verbatim <clears throat> what juneteenth is supposed to mean juneteenth is a federal holiday in the united states commemorating emancipation of enslaved african-americans it is also observed for the cele- celebrating african-american culture originating in galveston texas it has been celebrated on june 19th in various parts of the united states Let's be clear what June 19th is. June 19th is the, I guess you could say emancipation, but freedom from 400 fucking years of slavery. That's what the fuck it is. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's call it what it is. Yeah, 400 years of bondage, 400 years of being sold, 400 years of rape, 400 years of just torture, torments, right? That's what Juneteenth is. I really don't want to... 400 years of chitlins. Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know. I don't know what they... That was giving us the scraps. Yeah, it was giving us the scraps. Yeah. Man, I don't... They was know. eating chitlins. Yeah, they was eating... Those that's a pig's asshole, ain't it? <laughs> <laughs> that's all it is. Pig is the intestines. People have been eating ass for a long time. Pig feet. Ugh. Pig feet, uh, intestines, which is the, chit- the chitterlings, and fucking... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's sad. But, no. Um, that's all Juneteenth is. But here's the problem that I have with Juneteenth. The problem I have with Juneteenth is like, okay, cool, we're, we're celebrating the holiday Juneteenth, Right? But here's the here's the biggest issue. The biggest issue is no one knows what the fuck it is because we were not properly taught in school. Schools have done an amazing job in America about hiding the the, the actual uh, hiding the the history of America, mm-hmm. hiding what happened to black people in America. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, whether it's from sharecropping or whatever the case they mm-hmm. they've hidden all this information. They've kept it out of textbooks, which is a a lie by omission. Yeah. And now you want to pop up with Juneteenth. How about you explain all the like what Juneteenth is to people? Because people don't what people think is Juneteenth. Really? They're celebrating slavery. Black people, they always want something. They're trying to get a holiday now. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not trying to celebrate Juneteenth, to be honest. I'm not. I think it should be a day where people actually get information about slavery and what it really was, you know, about how they used to breed slaves like dogs they would get the biggest slave with the other biggest slave that like this is shit that really went on mm-hmm. there's so many intricate details that go along with the whole idea behind juneteenth that were not taught to people we have so many ignorant people in society and also people who are willfully ignorant that are like oh god here come the liberals the super woke people with this and it's like dog no no it's the fact your fucking ass didn't know this. I don't really blame some people because mm. they don't know it. It's America's fault.
1: Yeah, I, I think that that I mean I think that's what um, creating this holiday is for. I think mm. that when we uh, just like the Fourth of July, um, I think that it is a when we think about the 4th of July as far as like being Independence Day or, or us gaining our independence from uh, from England or whatever, I think that when we create or when, I think that's the intention of national holidays is, is to observe or to bring awareness. Even if you look on calendars, it'll say like, it'll have a date and then it'll, it'll say observe, mm-hmm. observing Memorial Day or, or observing whatever. Um, so I think the, I don't think there's, Outside of maybe the um, the pandering of it, yeah, I don't, I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with creating a holiday because, from my understanding, the intention of it is to bring awareness to something that um, is, you know, something. I guess for Black people, something to celebrate. Mm-hmm. I think that Black people. I won't say every black person knows what Juneteenth is, but there is a small community of black people that understand the um the magnitude of Juneteenth and there are especially like in LA and you know, down south and probably in New York, there's like uh communities of black people that get together regardless. Like the NAACP in, in Bakersfield, um, they are doing a celebration here um, on Saturday and This was this is outside of it being a national holiday because they were they planned this out prior to, um, you know, the whole national holiday thing. So I think uh, more than anything, it's a great thing because it not uh, not necessarily for black people. I think black people, we need to start doing our own research on our own history because that's the only way we really gonna get the truth. Um, They're only going to teach so much you know, throughout, you know, classes and stuff, even even if, you know, that's a discrepancy people have or, um, you know, something that people think should be changed as far as, like, the, the narratives and history. And I do think that we should uh, communicate about slavery and, and what went on in the black community. But I think when it comes to, like, the, the real information and the, the real, like, the, the real stories that, that went on, we have to almost go outside and that's and that's in any any historical standpoint because even if we think about um you know 911 there's going to be a story that america paints right. and there's going to be a story that some people maybe in the middle east or whatever, they, they have a different viewpoint of, of those same scenarios. So Mm -hmm. I think, you know, not, uh, not to veer too far away from the top topic, but I'm just saying like, as far as history is concerned, we can teach in a school, but I think we have to do, um, our own, uh, independent research outside of schools. But as far as like the, the, the holiday of, is of Juneteenth, um, I think this is more for obviously people that don't necessarily um are not necessarily aware of you know uh slaves being free um but also just um i guess white people you know what i mean to for them to understand you know um what really went on as far as slavery because there are a lot of people out there that that they don't know don't show or don't care so i think creating a holiday almost um, Forces them to become more aware of, you know, what Black people went through and what they're still going through, and the results of, you know, four hundred years of slavery. I don't think people give
0: a fuck. i be honest. I don't think people give a fuck about slavery. Nothing. Uh, people are set in their ways. This does not bring awareness. It only. It only. It, I won't say pacifies Black people. That's the wrong word to use. It only. Uh, panders to them in mm-hmm. this case. Joe Biden with the with this Juneteenth. Okay, great. Black voters came together and saved your ass. Now you you got you write Juneteenth as a federal holiday. To me, it's no different than Nancy Pelosi wearing that fucking kente cloth with the uh, getting on one knee with that Wakanda nonsense she was doing. <laughs> okay, if you want to help the black community, white put, conda Yeah, right. White, <sighs> white conda. If you want to help the black community, put the r- fucking truth in the textbooks. Right. Mm-hmm. The truth about it is you can't eat bacon in the morning without a slaughterhouse chopping a fucking pig's head off. OK, mm-hmm. so if you want to talk about this, they also talk about the fact that black people don't even own their real name because our names came from slave masters. Mm-hmm. We don't even we, we lost everything. We were stripped of our culture. Nothing. We didn't believe in God. We believed in whatever else. But we literally had we, we took on a whole new culture because we were forced to do it. This is what people don't realize. hmm. You know, they had books literally describing black people having, uh, what do you call it? Like a cognitive, like they were less smart as white. people. We weren't as smart. They wrote books saying that black people were dumb. Like they literally had books written about the lack of mental capacity that black people had. Like you got to look at, there are so many things. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ghetto loans, look up ghetto loans. These were. Uh, predatory loans given to black people so they could own houses and not even own them they they literally had no equity like th- there's all kind of disgusting shit that went on in America that is purposely not taught the resale to homes to black people was illegal like mm-hmm. and the thing about it is is like there's some people I'm sure there's some people that listen to the pod that fuck with the information we give them and there's some people that don't like to hear it because it makes them uncomfortable well guess what buddy this shit happened here in America Like the difference is there was somebody I remember I told you there was this chick that said, you know, slavery was not exclusive to America. And I guess it was in some way trying to absolve America from the atrocities of slavery. Well, here's the difference. Black people are the only people to be slaves on American soil. Mm -hmm. Right. And the thing about it is they were not compensated. Imagine somebody not paying you to go to work, right? They don't pay you to go to work for 400 years. You work and hoping you get a paycheck, but it's for, it's for slavery. You not you don't make a dime. You work all day and they said, all right, you're off. Mm-hmm. You go home. You have no, you have no, like you have no <clears> equity. <throat> you have no value. You don't even know how to live on your own. Yeah. Black people just said, ba- they basically showed up. Hey, you're free now. Mm -hmm. And then after that, the 13th Amendment, the black people was technically slaves again, because if you committed a crime, you could legally be put in the prison system to do free labor. So you could be walking around. Hey, my name is Joe. I'm just a black guy. Hey, you come here. You're under arrest. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This shit shit is crazy. Yeah. Don't listen to nothing. I'm saying go and look this shit up. It is all in textbooks. A lot of it is not being it's, it's not in textbooks. Excuse me. It's at like the library. Mm -hmm. But it's not in school textbooks. Yeah, because it we were willfully ignorant with the information that we taught everybody else. I'm sure 9-11 is going to be in all textbooks because brown people ran a fucking plane into a building. Right. But when Americans do something, to other people, it's not really written. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think I, I still don't. I think everything you said is I don't think everything you said is correct. Um, I just believe that these things are, are independent of one another. I said, uh, I think that we can, Joe Biden did this and it's not, it's not nothing. I'm not celebrating this. Like I was going to go, I was going to celebrate Juneteenth, um, regardless if Joe Biden, uh, signed this bill or if the Senate passed it or whatever. I was going to do some form of celebration, whether it was just hanging out with my family or, you know, just kind of doing my own research about it or just talking to, you know, important black figures in my life about, you know, you know, history and Mm -hmm. where we want to go and stuff. Um, But I think that um, as far as like separating this, I think that this is this cool, you know what I mean? Like I said, it's not nothing to celebrate, but also we still need to understand that it's, more work to do especially when a guy like joe biden comes on the breakfast club and he talking all this uh you know pandering to black people he having conversations with cardi b you ain't black you know he talking about being invited to barbecues and stuff like that it's like come on man first of all that stuff is not funny secondly you gotta you gotta do you gotta make some real change you know what i mean if you want to Like I said, show up to these uh, these uh, radio shows and all this and, you know, act like you part of the family or you want to be invited to the barbecue or whatever. You got to make some real change in there. Joe Biden needs
0: to change more (laughs) than his diaper if he wants to help black people. (laughs) Yeah. You got to change more than that. Goddamn uh, pull up you wearing. (laughs) And my thing, too, is I just want everyone to understand this. Let's be very clear. And all these companies that are celebrating, whether it's Juneteenth or Nike, we stand with the black community or fucking Zillow or whoever. I don't give a fuck if you black, Latino, trans. These companies don't give a fuck about you. Don't be fooled. Mm -hmm. Their bottom line is their business is business. They don't give a fuck about you. McDonald's were like, come on down on Juneteenth and get a double cheeseburger for some. It's like, no, don't profit off black people's pain, you son of a bitch. I know what the fuck you're doing. Mm hmm don't profit off black people man that's not cool Yeah. don't celebrate Juneteenth in your business unless you plan on giving every black person a free cheeseburger motherfucker don't don't do that that's not not right man and these companies are doing it and they're cashing in on wokeness that's what they're doing they got like the NFL logo is rainbow colored man the NFL don't care about gay people they don't give a fuck about gay people
1: they don't even care about people with brain injuries
0: no they don't (laughs) even their own players brains fucked up yeah Players uh, uh, Retired players With extremely fucked up brains Yeah Man look here dog
1: <laughs> As conservative as the NFL is I ain't worried about Bro, that Bro they either.
0: don't give a fuck dude And they, what they, It's what, a cool logo to them That's all it is It mm. just It's like Oh yeah I like the rainbow this month That don't work That will work yeah. For next year For Juneteenth We'll make sure that uh, We put the uh, black flag In uh, the NFL logo Nike. Don't I don't know
1: And I don't know this for sure But don't they have a Like a Hispanic heritage
0: they got all that man they don't give a fuck about latinos man they don't give a fuck about nobody mm-hmm. you gotta understand they are in the business of selling products as long as they're selling products they will do what they need to do the question is why didn't they do this shit 10 or 12 years ago i know why because they don't give a fuck about gay people or trans people or black people or latino they yeah. don't give a fuck they don't give a fuck about liberals conservatives because they getting money from everybody. Yeah. The reason why the NFL got that big flag in the middle of the field, and the reason why they got the the, the airplanes flying over is because the military is the most patriotic thing that represents America. They're mm-hmm. capturing conservatives. They capturing liberals with the gay flag on the NFL logo. They getting everybody's money.
2: Mm-hmm. This is what
0: people need to understand, too, man. Th- th- it kind of pisses me off when you think about it. Because these same companies, a lot of these same companies are the same ones that benefited from fucking slavery. A mm-hmm. lot of these banks use black slaves as collateral when when uh, slave owners was defaulting on certain loans. Yeah. Like, you know how they could use your house as collateral? They literally use human bodies. Banks use human bodies as collateral. Mm-hmm. So like, yo, don't tell me about these fucking huge conglomerates. They don't give a fuck about nobody. They never did.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And they still don't. I remember it was actually it's a new Nike commercial Uh, was a, a, a trans woman was like, I've always felt like I was in a different body or whatever. And then it said Nike. I'm thinking like Nike, boy, you sure you sure do know how to fool them, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. You
1: sure do know how to tap dance. Yeah. The problem with those big companies have and the reason, you know, it's just money is because they play both sides of the field. Exactly. They'll be donating to some conservative Um, politicians campaign Uh in alabama or whatever and then on the same side they'll give colin kaepernick some money and give him a lifelong deal there you go create merchandise and stuff like that yeah so yeah it's just this
0: here's the the thing about nike that's hilarious you could say i'm no longer i've seen some people that was conservative i'm no longer wearing nike i'm no longer wearing nike i'm like good luck you're forced to wear it whether you believe it or not. You know why? Because that club team your kid plays for, they wear Nike jerseys. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah. Those cleats that your son wears, the ones that his team chose, those are Nike cleats. hmm Yeah. So Nike is embedded in in so much yeah. that even if you try to le- make a legitimate protest to make a point, it wouldn't fucking work. Because when your son goes to college and gets a Division One scholarship to play baseball or football... Uh, his team sponsored by Nike. Also th-
1: those <laughs> those people that are leaving, right. um, they're them leaving is probably offset by the amount of new fans that Nike or whatever company creates by supporting. There you go. Yeah. So there's a trans there's a trans woman that feels seen out there. there. So she like, oh I'm gonna support Nike.
0: I'm a you know, they yeah. you know, they make the commercial or whatever. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what's funny? Here's a funny thing. If somebody is at a Black Lives Matter rally and then there's somebody at like a I don't know, a Trump rally or something, uh, no, like a Blue Lives Matter, I was like Blue Lives Matter. No, Black Lives Matter and they both wearing Nike uniforms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. You getting played. Yeah. You are getting played and you don't even realize it. Mm-hmm. You getting played, bro. That holidays like uh like today I think it's cool to observe, you know, the end of days of slavery where somebody literally used you as fucking property. Like to me, I just I just the whole idea of somebody using me as property. It bothers me. Right. And and the thing about it, too, is am I walking around here mad at every white person? Fuck no. They ain't got nothing to do with that. But Mm -hmm. the thing about it is, is it bothers me because there is a residual Trauma that is passed down to Black people from something like slavery, and people don't realize it. As a Black person, people try to tell you how you should feel as a Black person when you when you mention like, "Yeah, the idea of slavery bothers me, man." People used to own people who look like me. That's that does that doesn't. I don't feel right. It doesn't conquer my mind all day, but no, that's not a good feeling. Even outside of
1: that conversation, if Imagine, you know, we were talking about the elevator being down up here. Yeah. Imagine you walked up the stairs and then you was like, man, I'm, I'm tired. Somebody's like, come on, dog, you ain't tired. Yeah. You know, like just think about that idea of yeah. someone dismissing how you feel about something. Like that would annoy you. Yeah. So, do you know, just outside of, slavery and anything just on a on a communication
0: level that would annoy anybody. So. Just the conversation of everyone in America has the same opportunities we have the same 24 24- no motherfucker no they don't no they don't everyone doesn't have the same opportunities they do like if you look at it from a, I don't want to use the, the wrong diction but I guess from a macro level mm-hmm. like if you look at the big picture like everyone does have the same opportunities but they just start out at different places so the kid that literally has a family business that goes back five six generations has a different start than a kid that has five fucking generations of poverty yeah so these are two different situations man yeah i I just i was telling eddie the other day i was looking to
1: uh get a a home loan and i went in there and you you just start and i don't want to say the specifics but you just start to see how difficult it is for us to get ahead you know what i mean the the the, uh, lender starts throwing out numbers and you know different credit scores and different opportunities that you know you could have if your credit score is this and that and it's just like these are the kind of things like this this is you know this is why it's so difficult for us you have you have to have so much resiliency as a person in order to kind of dig yourself out of the hole right. that slavery and, you know, generations after that have have created and the systematic stuff that went on that prevented us from, you know, really gaining wealth and the the, the Tulsa massacres and all these kind of things. That's just like made it so difficult for us to, it, it's it was difficult for me to get to where I'm at. And I'm just, right. you know, a regular business owner that, you know, is looking to purchase some property. 100%. You know what I mean? So.
0: Yeah, man, it's there's a lot of trauma associated with being black in America. Now, there's a lot of there's a lot of opportunity. That's for goddamn sure. Yeah, I have more access to things that my grandpa did not have. So I'm blessed in a way that I can, you know, continue to grow my life and do things because being black in the day, back in the day when my grandpa was a young man was very tough. Yeah, very, very, very tough. It was a very hard time for for him taking care of his family. He took a lot of shit in order to be able to do uh what he did but um my whole thing is not to complain or gripe but it's it's to also bring awareness to the atrocities because i think that everyone is um what's the word a lot of people are uneducated to you know what goes on with other people's struggles like i don't know every intricate detail when it comes to the struggles of mexican people in america But what I do know is a lot of shit was stolen from them. That's what I do know. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, places called Los Angeles and San Jose and, you know, San Diego. Like, they're called, the names are that for a reason. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And those same people got a wall put up so they can't come into America. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, like, you, you have to start looking at why, you know, people have gripes. Why the way they the way they feel the way they feel mm-hmm. instead of opposing people like I was at the gym before I got here and I and it was on it was a uh, you know how they got a bunch of TVs up mm-hmm. one of them had fo- a Fox on it was and it was it showed Tucker Carlson's show right yeah and it was the most subliminally racist bullshit and propaganda I had seen. It talked about closing the borders, and it said we're running. It said we're running out of time, and it showed like some dude gang member with MS13 on his face, and another gang member with MS13 on his body, and then yeah. another gang member with that. And I'm like, yo, you are trying to push the idea without saying it that Mexicans are criminals. Yeah. That Mexican dude. I got buddies, right? That that their family did not come here legally, but they are college graduates. They're college graduates and their parents came here illegally when they were little. However, they did it to create a better life. Every Mexican coming into America is not a fucking MS-13 gang member drug mule.
1: I know a dude. It's ridiculous. Man, his dad uh, came from Mexico. Um, and the only way I found this out is because we, it was around the voting time. and there right. was conversations about voting and I realized that he couldn't vote. Right. Um, but his dad... Um, knew more about politics than anybody I knew. Wow like he was so like so aware of and this is around like the Barack Obama time. Uh-huh. <clears throat> he was just so aware of like you know the the, the laws and different politicians and, uh-huh. and all this kind of stuff. and I was like, man, this is so crazy right. so that you're kind of going to your point like this is that's just you know uh propaganda that they're that they're posting. There's a lot of uh, yeah. these people that are out here that are you know upstanding citizens
0: productive members of society but mm-hmm. all you showing is motherfuckers with tattoos on their face. Yeah. <laughs> it's like if you don't know any better you'll be like, man, these Mexicans are killing everyone. They're criminals. God, we got to get them out of here. Yeah. And this is what happens when you can sculpt the way America sees things through textbooks and through education uh-huh. when you don't tell the fucking full story and you don't tell the truth. It's nuts, man. I got I got friends from Jalisco and from Michoacan and from Seeing a law and all kinds of places, right? And their parents just work and then the kids, it, it's like my homie is in uh Rad, he's in Rad Tech. So I got a homie that's in Rad Tech. I got a homie that graduated from college, and their parents are not legally here. But dog, come on, man. Yeah. It's it's crazy, dude. You you got so many different angles to look at things. I would really, I would really advise people to stop leaning into their biases or not trying to look like there's certain things that i've said like on this podcast whether it was um a statement i made about women or something and about some history and then i'll go back and be like look i'm not sure about that let me look that up you know what i'm saying and even then because i looked the information up what if the information is biased yeah that's possible that's possible Mm -hmm. so there's that you you just have to do your due diligence, man. It's
1: not really inform. I don't think information can be biased. I think that the person presenting the information can present it in a way where there you go. You know, it could be biased in an article. Yeah. So you can say, um, you know, statistics about black people. Mm-hmm. You know, black people going to jail or black people doing crimes or mm-hmm. whatever, and it could it could come off like all black people. In are America, criminals. are criminals? Yeah, yeah.
0: There was a dude that had a, a TikTok about it. He said <clears throat> it, was, it showed this guy, and he was like, "Well, black people commit this many, but the crimes." So I guess, and then the, then this dude popped up in the second thing, and he says. Oh, just fucking say you're racist already. <laughs> black people are the most exonerated group of people in America, not to mention that these crimes they're usually acquitted of these this he showed this many a breakdown of how many black people are acquitted of the crimes. they will be the most arrested but the most released. Wow. Which is crazy. And it's like, what happens is, is when you give that number, there's no context to the number when you talk about the crimes. Mm -hmm. It's just showing the numbers. So it's making black people look like wild animals that fucking run around grabbing their dicks, shooting AK-47s off all day. Yeah, Right. But if you actually do your due diligence and look at what the numbers really are and what's really going on, and when you get your feet on the ground, you see what's really going on. Mm -hmm. I don't have these wild opinions about, oh, well you know, Mexicans do this, this percent of the time and wh- and this percent of the time white people be racist. Like I don't do that. You got to think though, like it's, it's,
1: it's not even a fair comparison to compare yourself to your thought process versus the way that some of those people think, because just inherently, because we are minorities and we grew up around Mexicans, we grew up around, you know, different, uh, we played football with, every shade of, uh, you know, people in America, um, we, we almost inherently, um, think a certain way. So we, we, you know, we, if you, if you've spent the night over your Mexican friend's house and, you know, their parents cook for you and, and stuff like that, or you've been to, you know, one of your, your Indian friend's house or whatever, and you know, you, you ate their food and y'all chopped it up about sports and basketball, football, boxing, whatever. You, you already have that in you. There are some people that they are so closed off mm. that they grew up in a certain section of Bakersfield where mm. the only interaction they have, only real interaction they have with certain other, you know, people um, may be them consuming something at, you know, they may own a store and they have, you know, black people or Mexican people coming in That's there and purchasing it. from them or whatever, but they don't have no real connections with these people. Right. so. And they're probably watching the news more than they're interacting with these people on yeah. a personal level. So that's their reality.
0: There are some people you could tell they're racially awkward. And I'll give you an example. Wait, right?
1: before you go, go and to add to my point too, I think that um, some people are naturally, um, I would call it like optimistic. So, or impressionable. Mm-hmm. So those people, if if I see, you know, that Fox clip mm-hmm. you know, on the news I'm like oh, okay I see what they're doing see what but they're there's doing. some people that'll be like oh my gosh I didn't, I didn't know this I all didn't Mexicans know, are gangbangers I not know why Mexicans have tattoos on their yeah, face yeah oh my and, god. and that's real to them and they I, take that and they share it in conversations oh Becky did you see that you know all Mexicans are gangbangers oh my god I'm never going
0: to El Pollo Loco again <laughs> 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 That's crazy. <laughs> but, yeah. This shit is wild, man. <laughs> I and, and I think there's some people that are are, are racially awkward, meaning mm-hmm. you could tell they don't spend no time around like black people or whatever. This is guy yeah. I know. And I don't even want to call him racist. I don't like to just label people as racist. Yeah. But this happens with me and him all the time. Like we'll have like a brief conversation. I keep it general. Cause I know this guy's racially awkward. He probably didn't spend a lot of time around black people. Yeah. But we'll be talking. He's much older than me, too. He's probably like late forties or something. Uh huh. And he'll be like, yeah, man. Like, he'll just bust out of nowhere. Yeah, man, back in the day, wasn't no whites on Cottonwood, man. It's just, it's a lot of a lot of gang members. And like, you know I, I, you know, I, you know, I'm cool with people over there, the people over there, you know, I'm not racist or anything. And I'll be like, dude, will you shut the fuck up? It's so much we can communicate Yeah, we can about- communicate about so many other things. Yeah. And you want to bring this up. Mm-hmm. So I know you don't spend no time around black people. Mm-hmm. Or they'll be like, yeah, you know, um, yeah, you like Tupac? I love Tupac. You're like, dude, we got so many things we can talk about. You want to bring up every stereotype, every stereotypical typical, black, yeah? Like, mm-hmm. get out of here, man. Mm-hmm. I don't walk up to Mexican people like, hey, uh, and and try to speak. I think the most racist thing you could do to Mexicans is walk up to somebody and start trying to speak Spanish. Yeah, they may not, they might not even fucking speak Spanish. Or,
1: hey, how do you say such and such in Spanish?
0: Right. How do you say uh, I want a a chicken taco in Spanish? How do you say uh, racist in Spanish? Yeah. How do you uh, say uh, my shoes are hurting in Spanish? (laughs) 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 The Mexican you all realize, Mexicans, a lot of them grew up in America just like everyone else. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. they probably don't speak Spanish. Mm -hmm. Right. But this is what people do when they're racially awkward. They'll be like, they see an attractive Mexican girl and be like. I ate K. -k bonita (laughs) Caliente Caliente (laughs) Sound like a fucking game show host When you say it Caliente Come on down The price is right Sound like fucking Bob Barker When you say it Yeah, man. Oh man, yo, that's a whole topic in itself. Racially awkward people. Yeah. Like if I imagine me walking up to a white guy, we're just talking, and I'm like, hey man, so you listen to corn? They would be like corn is so dope. I love corn. So you like rock and roll, man? Yeah. I love rock and roll, man. Yeah, I wonder I
1: wonder how that would go if we kind of did the same thing to white people as they do to us. You just like walk into to a, awkward
0: conversation. You just walk into a random white guy, like, I love snowboarding. And then what if he's like, Me too, bro? <laughs> <laughs> How did you know, man? Gray's anatomy, huh? Gray's anatomy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, you know that this is a stereotypical one. You just walk up to it'll be like some white dude with a hunting hat on, like one of those um, what do you call it? Those uh, bass. You know what I'm talking about? Those bass bass hunter. The, like, no, it's not bass hunter. It's called like it's bass uh, bass proficient or something oh, like that. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. He got one of those hats on, or like he got like a um you know, a hunting uh, yeah, jacket the, on the camouflage, yeah, the camouflage, and, yeah. and you just walk up to him like, "Man, I fucking hate liberals." Like, me too, man. I hate that. It. that the only pro- the 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 only <laughs> hard
1: part about these doing these things to uh, white people is that you might get that reaction. Oh yeah, (laughs) because us as black people, we like come on, dog. Like I don't even like Tupac. Like I'm more of a Biggie fan or something. You know, we may say something like that. But if you charge white people up with that same conversation,
0: about yeah, black people are not as monolithic as you think. Yeah, we're 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 not like. You know, like there is a lot of us black people that are the fucking emos.
1: Yeah. You know, yeah. There's,
0: there's black people that, that XXX kind of dudes. Yeah. Out there. Emos. You got black people that are in the punk rock. You got mm-hmm. black people in the Like, don't be fooled by the shit you see mm-hmm. uh, on these rap videos, whatever. Black people don't just listen to that or just yeah. do this or just it's fucking vegan black people. Extremely. It's extremely right wing black people. Yeah. Liberal, like. It's all kinds of people in the world in every racial background by yeah, the way. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. So mm-hmm. like if you wanted people that's racially uh you might wanna just have general conversations with people.
1: Yeah. I mean and then and then their their likes and dislikes and their um their interests as far as voting and politics, it will come up, you yeah. know, in conversation. And True. and then hopefully in that in that instance you could have a uh, a conversation where you may not necessarily agree on things
0: but it's not charged up. You know? Yeah, true. Like you'd be very general. Like if let's say you're having a conversation with the Mexican guy and you're like, yeah, I love cars. That's a great conversation to talk about yeah. cars. But this is how you fuck the relate the conversation up. you would be like, Yeah, I love cars. So what do you think about lowriders? <laughs> <laughs> that's when you fucked up. Yeah, you're right. That's yeah, that's when you fucked up, man. <laughs>
1: Yeah, like yeah, man. I just got the new twenty, you know, twenty twenty Mustang, and y'all just having a casual conversation about you know sports cars and stuff like that. And then you are like, so what's your opinion on uh, lowriders?
0: Oh Impala's, my god, Impalas,
1: Chevelles. What do you? What do you?
0: And the thing about it is, is it 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 probably like a white dude that he's not racist at all. He just yeah. so racially. Oblivious. Yeah. They'd be like, Yeah, Jose, thanks, man. I appreciate what you did from me earlier. I was just telling my wife how much I love burritos. I was yeah. just telling her the other yeah. day. Yeah. You'd be like, oh my God.
1: But white people are weird. Like I I remember um, <laughs> I remember being in school in, in New Mexico. In New Mexico, it's a it's a pretty big community of uh like Native Americans and stuff out there. And I remember this white dude was so um captivated. By the fact that there was a Native American dude just walking around school, it's like,
0: oh my god!
1: Like, oh oh my, is that a the ponytail, the cigarette, the feathers? Is that a Native
0: American? Is that the guy from the cigarette box? (laughs) (laughs) Is that the Chicago (laughs) (laughs) Blackhawks?
1: Is that an Atlanta Brave? (laughs)
0: Is that a Florida Seminole? (laughs) Oh, my God. I love the Seminoles. That is crazy. Is that the guy from the tobacco can? (laughs) (laughs) You know, what's crazy is when when I was doing long haul truck driving, I had never literally seen. I probably seen Native American people, obviously, before. Yeah, But like. Being in a spot or a part of America where there is a lot of Native Americans, there's some. It's different. It's different. <laughs> it, it is different. Mm-hmm. I was in a two. I was in two Tucumcari, New Mexico. Uh-huh. That's not uh-huh. too far from where you were at. You were. Oh, okay. You were where you were at was, Las Cruces. Las Cruces. I yeah. was in Tucumcari, right? right? Okay. And I stopped in Tucumcari, and this dude got out. And I was just, you, just when you from California, and you see somebody that's brown or whatever, you be like, hmm, probably probably me- like Mexican, right? Mm-hmm. And then you get up on them. And you just know like they have that extremely strong Native American mm-hmm. like look. Like yeah. the, the their the skin tone is different. Skin tone, the mm-hmm. cheek, the cheekbone structure, all yeah. of them. Like mm-hmm. people, we all have a distinct thing about us mm-hmm. that sets us apart. Like a lot of black people have big lips and big noses. That's yeah. not that's not a racial thing. It just breathing it, all
1: the white man's hair.
0: You <laughs> got those big big black noses breathing all the white man's air. <laughs> Dave Chappelle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um and and we all have things, whether someone's Asian and they tend to have, you know, smaller eyes or whatever, we all have a certain racial thing like, yeah. or like I don't know, it's kinda hard to explain, like features. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I didn't say nothing. I didn't talk to my trainer that I had back then like, hey, is that a Native American? Yeah. I just like knew. And I was like, oh, you knew it was up. yeah, I knew it was up. And then yeah. I realized where I was. And I was like, oh, OK, we drove yeah. by some res- <clears throat> reservations and stuff. I was yeah. like, OK, we see what's up here. Yeah. You know, but I was like, wow.
1: So I think it's uh, it's interesting, you know. It's it's not something that yeah you know you need to take a picture with them or something, right? Like
0: that. Yeah. Okay. I thought about this afterwards, but I was in uh, Winco probably a couple weeks ago, and uh, there was these two dudes that had mullets, looked like younger guys, and I was like, these motherfuckers got mullets? What the fuck? Yeah. So uh, they were in front of me in line, and I just something just possessed me to say this. I was like, man, you guys got some real mullets, bro. <laughs> was like, was like thank you, and they had this look like when they looked at me it looked like 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 people have like this they're like surprise there's like yeah. these two younger white dudes and um I, we just start talking and i was like where are you guys from he's like oh we're from oregon right and mm-hmm. i was like oh okay and then uh it is like all right bro hey man thanks for the directions so i told him where to go mm-hmm. and he's like hey you you have a good one man and it's almost like they had seen santa claus or something so I, <laughs> then i thought about it later i was like those two white dudes live in Oregon. They probably hardly they ever see black people. black people. Yet. They hardly probably never see black people at all. Mm-hmm. There's some parts of America that don't have black people at all.
1: You know, you know what I treat it as like it's there's nothing wrong with being interested in cultures and ethnicities. Right. I think um, just some, some of that awkwardness can be removed because right. if, if the way I think about it, my roommate was Native American in uh. I was I wasn't like. Did you guys chew tobacco together? <laughs> nah, <laughs> no. He did. Have, there's these. This is a tangent, but there's these things called uh, Indian tacos. I've, I've had them before.
0: Fire. Yeah, they is fire. fire. It's kind of like a bread.
1: Yeah, the yeah it's fire. Good. It's mm-hmm. like
0: it's like an Indian chalupa. Mm-hmm.
1: Basically. Yeah. 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 Um, but uh, back to what I was saying, I I, I think that. You know, I, I had a roommate that was Native American and, and it wasn't it wasn't really any awkwardness. It was more so like, you know, me being curious about his culture. There mm-hmm. was, uh, you know, some historical stuff that happened between him and uh, and another, I guess it would be considered a, a, a tribe of, of Native Americans. And mm-hmm. they have like this this kind of lifelong uh, hatred towards one another oh, because wow. they have like a history of, you know, conflicts and wars and stuff. But um you know that was like part of our conversation just me learning about his culture and the food they eat and you know like that the way where they live and stuff like that um and the same thing goes for imagine like imagine somebody um, moved into my apartment from New York or something right. and we just chopping it up like yo what is New York like and you know right. what, what part of New York that's did you true. live in that's the way we should treat like other ethnicities true. it doesn't have to be like me acting like I know about New York or yeah. me trying to talk with a New York accent or yeah. you know what I mean referencing Jay Z and Biggie Smalls it's just like yo like we can communicate and learn from one another
0: without being awkward right and it's usually the most oblivious like questions <clears throat> that mm-hmm. like why what bro you're from the Bronx? Have you ever seen J Lo before? Yeah, it's that's like, where you just start to be weird. It's like, man, stop talking to me, man. Yeah, yeah. No, I ain't seen J Lo before. I've not seen J Lo. No, I ain't seen Jenny from the block. <laughs> no, I've not seen her with Ben Affleck. <laughs> she went back to Ben. Ben must be dropping ben, dick off. Ben, yeah, Ben doing something. J Lo calling Big Ben. Big Ben. When she was in interview, it's like, yeah, I'm just hanging out with Big Ben right now. I'm like, oh okay, I see why she's back with him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a, it's going to be a hashtag on uh on on Twitter now Big Dick Ben. Big Dick Ben. <laughs> ben, I feel like
1: nasty. He probably show up with his Batman suit dropping dick off. <laughs> you like this dick, huh? you like this dick.
0: You ever heard of Jenny from the block? <laughs> with a Jenny sucking cough. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. That's crazy. Oh man, this conversation started off about Juneteenth, man. We got <laughs> uh happy Juneteenth, I guess. <laughs> Shout out to the uh San Jose Sharks. Um, Switching <laughs> gears. A healthcare worker uses a dead person's debit card. And this story is fucked up. It's sad and it's funny, and it's like so many things in one. Uh yes, yeah, it's fucked up. Oh, where the hell is the wow. The whole link, the link got deleted. Okay, here it is. Here we go. Now we cooking with hot grease. Oh, she looked like a she looked like she done been to jail a few times. <laughs> <laughs> look at that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the eyebrows look eyebrows look painted on. Um what's her name, okay. Uh what's it say? Aisha Baharat Basharat was given two was given two five month jail terms to run concurrently, both suspended for eighteen months, according to the police department. All right. Birmingham, uh, Birmingham, England, a healthcare assistant working on a COVID-19 ward pleaded guilty in court earlier this month to using a dead person's bank card to buy snacks from a hospital vending machine. Oh, Jesus. According to the West Midlands Police Department, Aisha B- Basharat took an 83-year-old woman's card after she died at Harlands Hospital January 24th. Police said Basharat used the stolen bank card to, to just 17 minutes after the patient died. Basharat was arrested she January twenty eighth. 20- yeah, she a cold one. Um, When she tried to use the card at the hospital again during that shift, the healthcare worker initially told police she found the card on the floor and it got muddled, got muddled up with her own card. Basharat admitted in court last week that to, to theft and fraud and by false representation. She was given two five month jail terms to run concurrently, both suspended for eighteen months, according to the police department. This was an uh, ab abhorrent breach of trust and distrusting the victim's family uh, said uh, said investigating officer DC Andrew Snowden uh, they were having to come to terms with the death of a loved one from COVID when they found the bank card missing okay here's the thing right people don't give a fuck and they will show you exactly how much they don't care mm-hmm. you know and I think if from a comedic standpoint what if some like they'd probably be like well what if what if her death wish was to uh, allow her to use the car to get snacks or some <laughs> shit like that? No, like I say, yeah. Yeah, but here's here's the, <clears throat> the real thing. The real thing is, is who knows, like, what that girl. There's no excuse for stealing anyone's bank card. Yeah. And using it to get snacks. But that just seems like such a desperate thing. Yeah. She must have not had no food or something. Yeah. Wait, what was her What was her job? She was she was an assistant in a, in a COVID ward. Oh Okay, so I mean, who knows what she's getting paid there? But I just—it yeah. doesn't matter. There's no excuse to steal someone's fucking bank mm-hmm. card, and then like you waiting for you waiting for that fucking shit to flatten. Like beep 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 beep. All right, here we go. It's go time. She, pr- I think in her mind, she probably thought if a person dies, like it's free, it's free game, it's free game. That mm. nobody's gonna, nobody's gonna, uh, nobody's gonna check this transaction. Yeah. But the problem with that is this. This is why a lot of criminals. A lot of people that do dumb shit happen to be criminals And they go to jail because they don't think things Through a person that's 83 years old Really doesn't control their shit probably Their daughter or mm-hmm. their granddaughter Or whoever sees it mm-hmm. And then, and then when or they, when it's time to divvy up Stuff right mm-hmm. they, they see all the Transactions because mm-hmm. as you get older A lot of times your parents you have mm-hmm. to start Taking care of more of their business because they're a little bit out of touch, right? Yeah. So they're the ones looking. They're and they're looking at every transaction. And that older person probably hardly had any transactions because they're in the fucking bed at a hospital for one. Yeah. And two, like, people are really they making, probably got a
1: subscription still running. Right. Netflix and some other right. stuff.
0: Right. Yo, yo, how much of a bag is Netflix getting off dead people right now? Dang. They getting money. <clears throat> Man. A lot of yo, they a lot of like. Uh, HBO Max, Netflix, all these subscriptions. You got to think people passing away every day.
2: Yeah.
0: People die every day. And um, their subscription to HBO Max is still going. Still living. So HBO Max might send an email and they'd be like, look, we know you're deceased, but uh, uh, Wonder Woman 1984 just came out. (laughs) (laughs) You know who making
1: the biggest killing off of uh, probably people that passed away during COVID? Is uh, gyms? What it was? Because a lot, like for for Planet Fitness, for instance, they stopped uh, charging people for however many months, right? Yeah, that's true. And then, like you, you couldn't actually cancel it because you you have to go in and cancel it. True. So you know, it's probably a bunch of people that passed away from COVID that you know still got gym memberships running.
0: Damn, damn, that's true. Yeah. Unless it, unless it got stopped. Yeah. Damn. You know what's crazy? They need to to start some new, like, I don't say system, but they got to start something that literally, like, once you pass on, it just automatically freezes everything. Yeah. Like, once it should be like a computer, like a supercomputer, that as soon as you die, it just cuts off all your. As soon uh, as
1: you flatline, huh? Yep. Mm -hmm.
0: Trovo the goddamn uh, cord. Um, Yeah, dude, I don't know why I thought about that. Fuck. There's so many subscriptions coming in. Mm-hmm. He probably got uh, mail still being delivered to people, mm-hmm. and man, that's oh, that's gotta suck.
1: This is random. I, I watched this uh, the movie Knives Out. I don't know if you heard of it. No, nah, I've heard of it. <laughs> yeah, it was well, a movie about basically uh, um, this wealthy author and a uh, grand. He's like a grandparent to some of the characters and a father. Basically, he passes away, and he uh, he basically um has to divvy up his in his 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 estate if okay. that makes sense okay. um and i don't want to tell too much of the story but <clears throat> do you think this is, this is totally random right do you think that like um or like when do we start thinking about <laughs> whales or when should we as you know people start thinking about wills? Mm.
0: uh when should we yeah. I don't think there's ever a great time but it just has something that has to be done. Especially mm-hmm. if you if you're a wealthy person, you can't just be wealthy and just not assume you're ever going to die. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, man. Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. I don't think anybody knows.
1: Yeah, cuz I was just thinking the thing in the
0: context of the show, he kind of he
1: ended up giving money to somebody that he wasn't actually related to. Oh. And I just I just see like how how um how often like you know, even with my uncle passing away, you know there were situations with him where inherently his wife kind of gets the the freedom to do whatever she wants to. Right. But you know, even in those situations, um, you know there's uh, certain things that maybe like a, a aunt would have wanted, or a cousin, or you know a nephew or something would have you know a prized possession or something. But it's kind of all given to you know somebody just because there's no will or anything involved. Yeah. Bill Cosby's will is crazy. You see what he left? I I heard it was like like 200 cases of pudding or something. Yeah, he left nothing behind but pudding (laughs) and roofies.
0: I I left you this pudding and drugs. (laughs) Pudding and drugs. (laughs)
1: Spanish fly. uh.
0: He's like, there's nothing in there. Oh, no. The pudding had drugs in it. Sorry. Yeah, man. Um, Cosby nasty. Yeah, um, but I don't think I just think this is an example with the healthcare worker of how cutthroat people are. You know that song? uh, Is it Mission Impossible? Dun 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 dun. Right when she watched that shit flatline, go beep. She's like, "All right, it's go time." Yeah. I'm going straight to the venom machine. Dun, 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 dun. She was sliding under those fucking those uh those laser beams and
1: shit. <laughs> I always feel like stupidity or intelligence is uh built within decision making. A hundred percent. So that's why I, I there there are some very intelligent criminals. You know, you catch and uh, we had that conversation about the um uh, about the, the Wall Street trapper or I forget uh, his name where, yeah. you know, he was talking to the guy and the, the, um, the, the white guy that was in, in jail was like, yo, I'm doing 18 months and I'm coming home to millions of dollars or something right, right, like right. that. Um, that's an intelligent criminal, but for the most part it's just a bunch of dumb people, you know, that have done the, the craziest, you know, acts to get themselves in prison. And this is definitely one of those cases.
0: Yeah, yeah. A lot of people that do blue collar crimes, you have to have leverage to do a lot of these crimes. You have to be in position. So a lot of blue collar crimes, they're still crimes, but they people that tend to do them tend to be a little more smart about how they do it. White collar crimes, huh? Blue-collar. Oh, white collar crime. yeah. mm. crimes. I said blue collar. Blue collar crimes don't exist because those are the motherfuckers doing all the work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> My bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the white collar crimes, man. Mm-hmm. um yeah, you, you tend to you, you tend to have leverage, or you ha- you tend to be in a position where you can manipulate numbers and shit yeah, like that. Yeah, you gotta yeah, you gotta have access to some stuff. Yeah, it's usually the motherfuckers do the the, the, the white collar crimes the best, of those computer hacker dudes that are in every movie. Mm-hmm. You know how they always got like some super computer smart guy? He's like, mm-hmm. mm, not a problem. I can hack into that for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> they're like what about the database we're never gonna get in there well I think different
1: about that I just need an hour and a half of silence in a mountain dew
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> why do yo yo why doesn't Hollywood like actually think their shit through because we've seen some of the same characters in every movie yeah like the the guy that can hack into everything mm. or the guy that's locked up because he could hack into the United States database yeah like this guy's the biggest He's the biggest uh, threat to American safety. Mm-hmm. So we lock him behind bars because he's the best hacker in the world. Yeah. He'd be like this motherfucker. Is, I've seen this motherfucker in like four different movies. <laughs> Holly, yeah. Hollywood also does that bullshit where they have a standoff with guns and they'll be standing there. He's yeah. pointing the gun. The other guy's pointing the gun at him. They'll be like he's like make a move buddy. Well you can make a move first if you like.
2: Yeah.
1: And it's like dude. Put the gun is- down. No you put the gun down. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Niggas having a full blown conversation With pistols in their hands He's like
0: I would have shot you earlier but my master plan Hasn't been in effect yet
1: And then and then they do the stupid stuff where like the They both shoot at each other And then it kind of goes blank yeah. And then it comes back and then we see like One of the guys getting carried off in a stretcher And then we don't yeah. know if
0: he's dead or alive yet Yeah. Like, Come on dog Like dude here's the thing <clears throat> Let, let's be very clear Because I'm a gun owner myself But I never ever want to pull my gun out on anyone yeah, because truth be told, if I'm pulling my gun out, I'm shooting you, man. Use it, yeah, you're gonna use, gonna get shot. Yeah. Okay, I'm not gonna be like, hey, come back here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I mean, are you doing with that gun, buddy? There's No conversation. Put your that. gun down. Mm-hmm. And then, and then the guy turns around. He's like, I was gonna rob your house, <laughs> <laughs> but my master plan <laughs> fell through. Now I'm not able to do it.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> what is that?
1: Uh, you know when when the. Uh, the villains or the whatever gets caught on Scooby-Doo?
0: Oh, they always pull the mask off the guy and he's like, you mangy kids. Yeah. My master plan fell through. All I needed was five more minutes. Yeah. And it's like, dude, every episode's the same. Look, I I think there's a couple of movies. Like, here's the thing. We can't really complain about Fast 9, even though I hate the whole idea of Fast 9. Mm-hmm. When we really grew up on a bunch of sequels, even the shows we watched was nothing but sequels. You knew it was going to happen.
1: Yeah, it's, repetitive. You it's wa- repetitive. Like
0: even the show Matlock. You ever see Matlock? Yeah. Matlock was an old lawyer <clears throat> that was old as fuck, and he busted people the same way at the end of every episode. Mm-hmm. And that's why you had the gun and you murdered him. And that's why you did it. And then the person gets locked up. It's like, dude, come on, man. It's Lock. the
1: same thing every time. Come on, madlock Yeah. And they act like he's going to lose the case or something like right. that. Right. They he try can't to find make, the proper
0: evidence they, or whatever. They try to make you think he's he's losing the case and then he's just so sharp that he comes back. Yeah. This motherfucker's is old. He eats oatmeal all day long. Ah, his farts <laughs> stink too. His farts smell like segregation. <laughs> you got juneteenth farts (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: oh
0: uh i forgot his name fuck matlock the i know the character but i forgot his real name Mm -hmm. that's not carol o'connor carol o'connor was a guy that was on heat of the night and he was also on another show before that um do you think people do you think these kind of guys like really love these
1: jobs like they doing them for I don't know how long Matlock was, Matlock was oh, cool. on. They love those shows, love man. It. Oh, yeah, they love them. Not, sure. I'm talking about the per- people acting in them. What do you mean? Like, as the character Matlock or whatever, Is does he enjoy doing that job just for years and years and years? Or like these people on soap operas, you know, they'd be acting for like 20 years I don't know, bro.
0: The, the soap operas in the 90s were the <clears throat> dramatic as fuck. Yeah. And they are so repetitive. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Nothing, and I mean absolutely nothing, is more dramatic than a novella. Yeah. The novella is the most dramatic it's the most dramatic thing yeah. in Spanish that you probably ever hear. Do you... <laughs> We we have a yeah, they always talk about you
1: know society and American society over sexualizing everything commercials right. and stuff like that but some of them 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 uh them novellas on the Spanish channels yeah not I even mean, the novellas it was it was more the game shows that had the girls with no nah, I seen some of the novellas really yeah they be I for, I for I forget the name of the show that I was watching but it might I don't even remember where I was watching it might have been in. It might have been in New Mexico oh. or something. It was a specific show that had just the thickest woman you could have that you could find on there. And they would always be having little little cutoff stuff. It was just wow. like very sexualized for sure.
0: Wow. Yeah. you are, Back in the day, you would always bust your, like I bust my dad, I'm pretty sure. Oh, for sure. <laughs> you bust him watching the Spanish <laughs> channel. You yeah. You damn well you ain't trying to learn no I, Spanish.
1: I, yeah. I'd be like, dad, what
0: are you doing? Why are you watching this? He'd be like, this is interesting, son. <laughs> 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 Uh, there was a game show that this girl I went to college with, she was on it. Uh, it was like a game show. It was called uh, uh, the Doce, Coraz- Doce Corazones, I think it was called. Mm-hmm. It was just a game show. Mm-hmm. Um, and she ended up getting dumped on there. <laughs> oh, dang. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Look, I think that was like in 2000 mm-hmm. shit, like 2006 or 7 or something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. She was on the show and she didn't. she got dumped. But yeah, some some of the shows that are on there back in the nineties for sure was mm-hmm. like it was way ahead of Instagram. Yeah. Like the original Instagram was a Spanish channel. Yeah. It was Telemundo in nineteen ninety seven. was pure thickness. Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> the trip, man. I remember
1: the first time I seen a uh Afro Latino. Oh Afro Latino. Uh, yeah, or Afro Latino was on that was on that was on one of, like Telemundo or something. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Because I was like, because, you know, when we see black people, we expect them to talk like us. So she came on there talking perfectly good Spanish. I was like, what's going on here?
0: Yeah. It's kind of like watching one of those Dominican Republic people that are Mm -hmm. uh, like like one of the Dominican Republic guys that play baseball. Yeah. And they they interview him and the guy looks like your cousin. He's like, you know, I played the game to, you know, baseball. Yeah. And I try and you, you be like, bruh. They do the straight from Dominican Republic, With a thick accent. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it, then the first word they learn when they when they come up when they grow up is baseball. Yeah, that's the before baseball. before baseball. you say mom and dad is baseball. Yeah, those guys, the in it. Well, the I, I don't even know how many like black guys actually play baseball now. Like they're pretty much Dominican Republic.
1: Yeah, it's only it's only a it's only a handful, yeah. but
0: I, I think that.
1: Um, I was thinking this the other day Because me and my girl we were playing tennis. Um You playing tennis? Yeah. We had went to Okay Keith. <laughs> we had we had went out of town and we, we penis, were in this ho- penis Williams. What dang, <laughs> that's <was> crazy.
2: <laughs> the penis Williams. God damn
1: Yeah, that's crazy. I did have my dick print sweats on that day too. <laughs> that was really penis Williams out there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That'd be crazy. If some old perverted lady comes up, and you and your girl are playing tennis. Your your boyfriend really knows how to swing that. <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: hmm. that's crazy. But yeah, we were, we we're out there, and I was like, I, you realize how fun it is. And then I was just, I was thinking, and we're having that conversation about like, yo, like I, I I almost wish I did play some different sports for. Maybe a semester or maybe maybe a season, because um, you think about you know sports like hockey or sports like baseball or soccer. You know, for 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 most black people, at least all of my friends coming up, it's like you you playing um, you end in, you end in the school year with track in the fall. That coming into the school year, you're playing football. And then in between there, you're probably playing basketball. True. So that's that's happening for you know starting in junior high. But you know it would have been it would have been cool just to see like you know like take a take a semester and playing tennis or you know playing soccer for for a semester. But it always ran concurrently with a sport that you are more
0: familiar with. True. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, there's that. Uh, switching gears, uh, a workers' revolt. Um, basically, COVID is, is officially over California's opened up and shit mm-hmm. And a lot of people are expected to go back to work But over this time During the pandemic A lot of people have gotten used to getting these checks And not really having to work for them But they've been working shit jobs for years And it probably feels good to see their families more And, they, and some of these jobs Ain't paying very great So they figure, you know what, I m- might as well get this But mm-hmm. to make a long story short Recently, um, Michigan uh, Gretchen Whitmer wants to use three hundred dollar bonus unemployment check as a back to work initiative or incentive. Excuse me. Back to work incentive for Michigan workers. Um, Michigan is looking to use federal government's three hundred dollar bonus check that in, that unemployed workers have been collecting as a go ba- a goal as a back to work incentive um, an expansion of a current state work program. The new plan would add money on top of the wages already being earned. Gretchen Whitmer announced the plan to expand access to the bonus during her child care press conference Monday, although she did not specify when the program would start or how long or how long it would last. We're going to use the federal 300 per week and unemployment benefits to our advantage so we can incentivize people to get back to work, Mm -hmm. said Whitmer. Uh, Who spoke in Troy. Currently, the bonus is only specific employees, uh, only specific employees that can offset lost wages by receiving the payment and returning to work for for a reduced fashion. Let's be very clear, man. People don't want to go back to work, dog. Like you. I mean, here's the thing. There are a lot of people that work shit jobs and they work two and three jobs and they were barely skating by. Now, let's be clear. If you want to make more money, a lot of times you have to earn you know, more skills. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to be working entry level jobs your whole life unless you acquire some level of skills. And I feel like b- during the pandemic, people had time to, you know, add some level of skill. That's why I mean, Keith talked about like during the pandemic, like, yo, you at home right now, you should be getting some type of skill that can make you more money. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's learning how to make shirts or hats and Working for yourself and just doing something or, you know, um, you could go to West Tech and get your forklift license. Mm -hmm. So you get like when you come back to work, you could actually have a new skill that could pay you more money, like something. Yeah. You know, and a lot of people didn't do that. A lot of people just drank a lot of alcohol, caught up with family and they got too used to not working. And now you want them to go back to these shit jobs and they don't want to do it. Yeah. True. Truth be told is a lot of these shit jobs. They don't give a fuck about the workers. Mm -hmm. They never did. And Most companies thrive off poor people. The richest companies make money off poor people. Mm -hmm. That's that's a huge fact. But it's also true that if you don't want to go back to these shit jobs, that's up to you. You got to do something. Mm -hmm. So I don't think it's right for these large companies or conglomerates to use people and pay them bottom fucking wages and give them shitty work environments. But I also think it's important that if you want better, you got to do better. That's also true. Yeah. I think that, it, <clears throat> I think that
1: giving people, um, how should I put this? I think that there are some people that are motivated by money, right? And right. then there are some people that are motivated by comfort, or you know, just kind of living a, a lifestyle that they can enjoy without having to work too hard. So. These are the people you're you're talking to. So there, there's there's a bunch of people that during this pandemic, they got laid off from their job and then they're collecting unemployment and they can maintain a lifestyle or a pretty consistent lifestyle. to you know what they were what they were getting paid from McDonald's or right, right. Taco Bell or whatever. And um, Getting or paying them three hundred extra dollars a week is not enough for them to get out of the house or want to go back to work. Mm -mm. So they gotta they gotta switch up the the theme. That's not that's not enough of an incentive to to make people want to go back to work.
0: Not at all. But they know. Look, here's the thing. They want to offer you the bare minimum. They want to offer you the bare minimum. But let's be clear too. You don't deserve a bunch of money per hour for flipping burgers. That's not a high-skilled job. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm not saying, workers should be getting paid $27 an hour to make burgers because it's a tough job and it's like, look here, I feel like they should get a livable wage, right? Right. Um, but I also believe in the fact that if you want better, you gotta do better, man. You ain't got no choice. I had to do it, Keith, everybody else. Mm -hmm. Like there are some people that started at McDonald's and ended up making a lot of money. You know, Missy Elliott worked at McDonald's, a bunch of other people worked at McDonald's. Mm -hmm. They happen to be talented doing something else. And you're no different. You are you are wildly talented in doing something. Maybe Mm -hmm. you know how to fix bikes. Maybe you know how to work on cars. Lean into that. Get a license to do those things. Do something, but Sitting on your hands and there's a lot of people who just became alcoholics during the pandemic and all they did was drink Mm -hmm. and just do nothing. Drink, get fat, and do nothing else. That's not good because at the end of the day, when when you know the country is all the way opened up, you are at square one. You should be better of. You should be a better person after everything's opened up. Yeah, this is like the pandemic was a blessing to a lot of people. Yeah, because here's the thing. There are some people when the pandemic happened, you know, they lost their job, whatever the case. But during that time, they was able to get unemployment. They probably had a little bit of money saved up. They moved fast. They probably said, hey, I need to go to West Tech and I need to go get my forklift license. Oh, you know what? I actually have a voucher that I could get from a, my company that they allowed me to get my CDL. So now I can become a truck driver and, yeah. leave, and leave their fucking ass. Yeah. There are some people that have vouchers for uh, for guys to get their CDL. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that. So, that's the crazy thing. You mm-hmm. you could become a better person. It's just up to you.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah it's it's tough. Having these conversations, because it's it's primarily about motivation. Like, you know, there there, there are some people that are.
0: Self-motivation.
1: Yeah, there are some people that are go-getters, and then there's some people that kind of just sit on their hands. So I think that what these government entities are trying to do, they're trying to figure out a way to motivate Americans to go back to work. Mm -hmm. When, you know, we had this conversation before, but, you know, some people have been working 30, 40 years of their life and for the for once in their lifetime they actually didn't have to go to work
0: yeah for, you
1: know maybe 12 months 11 months um, and it feels it feels really
0: good <clears throat> yeah my 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 older cousin she left me a very bitter sad uh, it was a sad comment but mm-hmm. I check it out this is what she said this is what she told me I said I just posted I just posted a picture of myself I just it was a while ago like a week ago and I said just be thankful for Mondays right. And then she popped up in the comments. She said, we should be thankful for everything, including Monday. But when I was working, I started worrying about Mondays on Saturday evening. I hated work. Just feel like five days, eight hours ain't living. And then I just and I didn't even respond to it. And then she wrote another comment. Work 40 years, retire. Then your ass is old and tired. This some bullshit. And I just put the laugh emoji. And she said, little cousin, you'll see. No, I won't because I'll be retired. I have a passion and I feel like we're going to get into this a little bit later, but I feel like this platform can go to the next level. I know what these people are making. I know Mm -hmm. the money people are making. Mm -hmm. I'm motivated to do this every week. I love doing this every single week. I feel like we can build on this. We have other businesses that we can leverage into this. See, the difference between me and my older cousin is she bought into the idea that she was going to be a slave to a fucking job. And now she says, now you old and this shit trash or it suck. and i'm thinking like i'm not gonna be you that's the mm. difference but i don't want to waste my time telling her that yeah but this is what happens to people when they go back to work and they go back to jobs they hate and they hate them every day it's really fucked up it's sad but you have enough examples in your life that tell you yo this is the result keep doing what you're doing and this will be the result yeah, you, you
1: know, so. uh, we I mean, we always talk have these like sports analogies and stuff like that, and right. Um, I know my uh high school football team, <laughs> it's 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 uh, it's a tough road. <gasps> you starting in the summertime, is Bakersfield is oh probably god. 109 degrees today. Oh my god, so we, as you know, 15, 16, 17, 18 year old kids, we out there doing two a days, we out there, you know, hour and a half, two hour, two hour, and some change practices um, going through it. And we're doing this five days a week. And, um, you know, what? but what happens with that, you start off with a bunch of kids, you know, I'm sure mm-hmm. you remember your freshman year. Oh yeah. You go out there, it's a bunch of kids, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, all shapes and sizes, and you kind of <laughs> sizing everybody up. And then by the time the playoffs come, Um, or, you know, depending on, uh, you know, how long you play or like freshman year, there wouldn't be no playoffs, but, but the time the first, the first game comes of the season, you may have 40 kids out there. Yeah. And you might've started with like 80 or 70 kids. So that's, that's, (laughs) I I liken that to like this, this road to success, like, you just have to realize that some people are not really built for it. Nope. There are some people that you could kind of save. You know, there's some people that figure figure things out a little bit later in life. They might be, um, you know, in their 40s and they're like, yo, I want to go back to school or I want to, you know, get my life in order. But for the most part, as soon as you're early, as soon, soon as you hit your mid, tw- I would say like 25 years old, you are the person you're going to be for the rest of your life. I'll say 30s say thirties.
0: I say thirties. I say like 29 to 30, mm-hmm. you reach the crossroads. Mm-hmm. I can speak from experience at 29 years old. I wasn't making a lot of money. Yeah. Um. And I told myself like the job I was working because I wasn't truck driving yet. I was like, yo, I can't do this my whole life. Mm-hmm. I'm about to go into my thirties, like broke. Like this is not something that I want to deal with. Like mm-hmm. this, I'm paycheck to paycheck, struggling and shit. Fuck this shit. You know? So I went and embarked on a new career that was very dangerous but I, I I, literally just I left my life behind. I went to the, went over the road and took a risk. It took it, it, it. I can speak on this objectively because I'm a product of taking a risk. Mm-hmm. Am I rich now? No, but this is just the second level. This is a stepping stone to something greater. I feel like certain things happen in your life to create and propel you to the next level. I feel yeah. like this is a stepping stone. The next thing is something great that I can't even see. I feel like you got to be a little bit crazy and a little bit stubborn to think you're going to be successful in a space like podcasting where there's so many podcasts out in the world. But I feel like we offer something special to the platform and it's something that we can make a lot of fucking money doing. Mm -hmm. Like I'm at the point where I don't I don't think I'm going to make it like I know I am. Mm -hmm. That's the difference. Mm -hmm. And I feel like becoming a truck without. Me being a truck driver, there would never be a Truckers Mind podcast, Mm -hmm. right? There would never be 170 episodes. And I feel like everything happens for a reason. I'm kind of going all over the place. Mm -hmm. But the fact that when you do reach your late 20s and you go into 30s and you're 32 and you're doing the same shit you've been doing, you are going to be fat, dumb, alcoholic, uh, no self-awareness till you die, Mm -hmm. and then at the end of your life you're gonna be like oh i wish i would have did better and then it's too late yeah i just think that there's so many avenues that you need to better yourself at i know some people like oh my god why is he fat shaming that's the only thing they heard (laughs) yeah that happens I'm, i'm saying that based on the fact that it's just being the best version of yourself. Being the, there you go, the best version of yourself. I st- look, I still got work to do on myself. I don't say this as a person who is a complete product of you know uh, success and this and that mm-hmm. and the third. I'm a guy that's working on himself, but I am legitimately doing it. Keith is doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, he's 29. I'm 36 years of age. Mm-hmm. You know, and when you when we look at our family and certain people in our family, and you see like, yo, they already had a chance. Like, you're only young for so many years, people. Mm-hmm. You're only young for so many years. Once you get so old, you can't be no uh, musician no more. You didn't give enough effort while you were 23, 25. Now you 39 years old wanting to be a musician. That that should be your, uh, your um, I guess, your
1: look into the future. Yeah. When you see your, your mom, when you see your dad, when you see your uncle. You know, I have a... Um, Uh, my uncle, I was just talking to him the other day and he was talking about going back to college and and studying sociology and trying to get his master's and stuff like that. Like that's, that's why you have to do things now, you know, if we're, you know, whoever we're communicating with, if you're in our, in our peer group and you're trying to, whether it's school or being a truck driver or starting a business or whatever, you don't want to be my uncle's age still trying to figure figure life out or still trying to find a a actual career path
2: yeah
0: because you know time is short man it is very short man you know you 23 and you partying and you know here's the thing people there's certain things you can't come back from man because i know some people that was wilding out when you young you know it happens you know you out here fucking and you know, you getting chicks pregnant, you got three chicks pregnant, you know, you got three, four kids by the age of 29 mm-hmm. and now you're in your 30s and you got so much child support, you could barely take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's some cats that got, you know, five babies mamas. I know a dude that got 12 kids, bro. God damn. 12. Like certain things that you cannot come back from when you make those mistakes, And uh, you get old enough and now you want to try to fix them and it's harder to do it. Basically, my point is this. If you 53, 54 years old and you say, I want to go back to college, it sounds a little more unrealistic Mm -hmm. based on the fact that if you was in your late 20s, mid 30s and you could go to school whenever you want. That's fine. All I'm saying is, is that your years are behind you. Your best years are behind you because you never acted when you should have. Yeah, and you allowed yourself to live in mediocrity so fucking long that now, okay, fuck. If you are sixty years old and you say, "I want to go back to college for nursing," man, you' about to retire. <laughs> there was a <laughs> uh, that uh, there was an
1: article about the swimmer Ryan Lochte, and basically this um, this person had interviewed him, and he came he came back from it was like some alcoholism and lying, and he had a whole like. Uh, I won't call it a smear campaign, but basically a lot of bad stuff was happening to him. He lost deals and the whole nine, but in the article, Ryan Lochte is 36. He was trying, he's trying to make the Olympics this year. And I right. think he just missed it. Um, Cause he lost the race, but um the, the uh, reporter called him ancient. Like they were saying wow. in, 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 in terms of swimming, he's ancient or he, I forgot. I think that's the term he used, but I say that to say, like, that's um, that's how fast things go. And that's how some different uh, opportunities and things that we do, they have, um, like, a, sh- a short shelf life. And, you know, for him to say, like, a 36-year-old is too old to be an athlete anymore, pretty much. Like, that same thing applies to yeah. other things, like going to school and, you know, trying, like you said, trying to be a musician, trying to pursue you know, careers in in different things, um, it's a short shelf life to a lot of these. It's a it's a small window. Like even I was I was uh having this conversation with a couple of my friends and we were talking about um like playing college football and stuff. And I was like, in reality you have four years to set yourself up to become a college athlete. Yes. And that's pretty much it. So you know if you go into high school and one one semester or one year you're ineligible like you, so that's 3 years you got and then another year you might be injured or another year you may not start that's 2 years you got so it's just like everything has a short shelf life and I think we as people we need to understand that we got to take advantage of opportunities now yeah
0: see here's the thing technically I could go back to Bakersfield College and enroll and shit and I have eligibility to play football right mm-hmm. but The fact that I go out there with a guy, (laughs) let's say I'm, you know, I'm 36 now. So let's say I'm like 38. Right. Uh And I go back to play football at Bakersfield College. Yeah. And I'm going head up with this offensive tackle and he's 21 years. No, he's 20, 21 years of age. He's stronger than me. He's faster than me. And he's knocking me into the fucking concrete. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because you gotta understand, like it's putting it's, your dick in the dirt, pretty much. And <laughs> my dick's still in my pants, but <laughs> I it, don't know where that terminology came from. <laughs> I don't know why does so many term- why so many terminologies talking about dicks, man. Why are so many of these? Yeah, so many of these uh, these idioms or, mm-hmm. or these things people say. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, man, it, there's a there's a time there's a time ta- there's a realistic time frame for things. Yeah, it's yeah. never too late to be. You can say it's never too late to be a better person. I kind of disagree with that too. I only think that <laughs> I think if you're forty five years old and you've been a piece of shit, you gonna die one pretty much. Yeah, you could, tr- you, could you could try, <clears throat> mm-hmm. but you got too much experience of being a piece of shit. Yeah, to just turn it all around. Yeah, like you you gonna if I think like it's realistic if you're in your twenties or 30, in your early thirties, but there's some people that I could tell at my age that are literally going to be this way the rest of their life and that's their business that's cool mm-hmm. right I don't claim to be perfect by any means but I know I'm going somewhere great and it's going to it's going to it's it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna cause for me to be my higher self to get there but, yeah I think I could tell a little bit earlier than I could tell what age did you say I say 30, 20, 30. 29 30 because 30, 36 is technically still very young but yeah. I'm gonna be entering my forties
1: thir- in fucking four years. Yeah, I say that. that's a good time. I, I I will say on some cases I can tell a little bit earlier. Mm. I can see like I can see certain patterns in your work ethic or your your ability to learn and your self awareness. So far off, so I'm be like, yeah, they, 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 that's that's them.
0: The rest so of their life, it's a lost cause. Mm-hmm. It's a lost cause, man. Mm-hmm. And and my thing is, is I want the best for people. I want mm-hmm. the best for everyone, mm-hmm. right? And I really do. And the fact that I can look at myself and know how much work that I need and I look at someone else and I'm like, God damn, mm-hmm. why do you feel like you don't need work, man? Look at you, man. Yeah. Look at look at what you're doing. Mm-hmm. It, like, man, but want to wrap it up after this one. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I want to keep repeating myself the same shit. It's already five o'clock. <laughs> oh, yeah. So it's getting pretty late. Um, That was the workers revolt we talked about. Uh, Switching gears um call her daddy podcast mm-hmm. um i don't know how I many of you guys are familiar with this podcast it was two girls um um that talked about a lot of uh sexual stuff like talk about sucking dicks and shit like that <laughs> um <laughs> and the podcast was huge it was huge it was on uh, barstool and uh they ended up getting bought by spotify but let's go ahead and read this spotify strikes 60 million podcast deal see this is the reason why me and keith come here every week we love doing this but we know that we can legitimately have a future in podcasting he's got to put the work in anyway yes
1: yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those things where it's like we don't know the possibilities or where this thing will go
0: right you know what i mean so why not keep keep doing it right don't give up on your life man. Uh, Spotify strikes $60 million deal with Barstool's Call Her Daddy. The Call Her Daddy podcast that was previously part of Barstool Sports will be exclusively available on Spotify beginning July 21st. Spotify's spot has officially purchased another podcast. Alex Cooper and the widely popular Call Her Daddy podcast will be moving to Spotify in an exclusive deal worth $60 million. Cooper, 26 years old, announced the move on Instagram. Relationship statics exclusively. And that's in the Twitter And they put that in there. Call her daddy. It's crazy. The podcast was previously part of Barstool Sports, but is leaving for Spotify streaming service beginning July 21st. The Penn National Gaming, Penn-owned Barstool Sports did not respond to March Watkins' request uh, for comment on this story. But Barstool Sports founder Dave Portnoy addressed the departure on Wednesday. We wanted to keep her clearly. She's a monster, Portnoy said. She was always going to make millions and was that big. She has... She has Joe Rogan SK numbers. She was always second to Joe Rogan. Fucking nuts. She's talking about Cox, for Christ's sake. It's crazy. Like, that show is a guilty pleasure. Cox are a hot topic. I guess hot Cox. Uh, Spotify has signed many exclusive podcast deals in recent years to bolster its subscriber base. Those deals include agreements with Ringer, Joe Rogan, and Prince Harry to, to Meghan Markle's Arch-o, uh, Archwell podcast. It's crazy. The winger is those Spotify spending millions in exclusive podcast deals. This is why we're not on on Spotify either. We're not giving you free content. You got to pay us. Yeah, fuck that. We're on every platform but Spotify because they're the ones writing that fucking check.
1: And the and that those apps like Anchor and all those they're yeah. going, they're
0: giving you pennies for views. Yeah, they're not giving you shit. Spotify mm-hmm. got the bread. But it shows the ringer, the the ringer, it shows the ringer, 196 million. Joe Rogan, 100 million. Caller Daddy, 60 million. Prince Harry and Meghan Markle got 25 million. How the fuck they give Meghan Markle and goddamn Prince Harry that? Crazy. You mean to tell me that a podcast talking about dicks making 60 million Mm dollars? It's basically a a niche like a, a female sexual podcast. They talk about a lot of sexual themes. Yeah. And I feel like why this podcast is so big. Shout out to Andrew Schultz because he made a great point. Got to give him his credit on that. But Andrew Schultz said a lot of these sexual or, or sexually uh, po- like sexually based podcasts that women have are very popular. And he, he said because it's not a normal occasion to hear women talk about their sexual experiences. Right. Mm-hmm. But here's my thing. I think it's a little deeper than that, too. I think that that a lot of women can relate to what these girls are saying, but they don't feel <clears throat> comfortable saying it in public. These girls talk about, yeah, I fucked him on that morning, and then I fucked his friend later that night. Like, they literally have these conversations. Mm-hmm. And there's some women out here that have done that. Yeah. You know, and and, and they talk about stories of celebrities. They talked about, uh, 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 what's his name from, uh, uh, oh, my God, I'm forgetting his name. He was in uh, Titanic um leonardo dicaprio talk about leonardo dicaprio fucking chicks and <laughs> like all, all kind of stuff girls they knew are them yeah girls that they knew getting fucked by leonardo dicaprio yeah like they have these conversations on a podcast and the numbers are going nuts yeah and the numbers went so nuts that they offered these girls 60 million dollars so you mean to tell me no it, it's, it's just her it was just
1: her but she's yeah. she, she's got to have a co-host I don't know if it's another girl, but she's the, after the girl
0: left. She was doing it by herself. Yeah, she was, but who knows? But she, sixty million for three years—that's life-changing that's money. Good money. So, like, if if somebody could make it talking about oh shit, drop my phone. If somebody could make it talk about dicks and stuff like that, look good. She's actually really smart too, though. So I don't want to just pin her as the as the dick person, Um, but. I feel like a podcast that has substance, I think we're multifaceted. This is just a self-endorsement. We can make you laugh. We can make you think. We can, uh, I guess, motivate you in some ways. I just feel like this is a multifaceted platform where it's not like, you know, we talk about uh, uh, black people only or we only talk about sports. So we only talk about we talk about everything. Right. And I feel like if we're not, even if we don't make 60 million or some crazy shit, I feel like me and Keith at a minimum can make 500, like can make a half a million. Yeah. Half a million each to 1.5 a year doing this shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. I'm looking at the fucking numbers, man. We have more content than these podcasts have. Yeah. We got 170 episodes over three years. Every week we've done an episode. Mm-hmm. We have repeat listeners. People love what we're talking about. Some people don't like it. Some people probably hate listening. Th- thanks for listening either way. But th- this is why I'm so confident about this platform.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, as we're speaking, me and Keith know the development of something greater coming along. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's going to be the thing that really starts to make us money. But we'll let that, you know, speak for itself. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just think
1: like you know we always we we always have this conversation, and you're t- you're talking about um, how athletes how athletes uh, kind of play the play the or test the waters. Yes, where it's like, oh, okay, I play running back, and this dude over here on the on the Falcons play running back too. He he, number one in the league in Russian, or he number two or three in the league in Russian. Right, <clears throat> I'm gonna wait till he signs his contract, mm-hmm. so I know what I deserve or what I should get. There you go. Because the the person that signs the deal first is like the first person to to show their hand or whatever. Yeah. Um. So I think that's this is what's going on with these deals is Joe Rogan and now. Excuse me. Now the call her daddy deal and the um, Michelle Obama and Barack Obama deals. All these deals are coming to the surface, and we're we're starting to see these numbers. It's only like motivation for us to be like, "Yo, like you said, if if she gets sick, if she gets sixty over three years, if we get a a a sprinkle of that, we'll be be good." You know what I mean? So that's the um, and I think I think it with that. I think it gives hope to even like. I would call them independent podcasters, but podcasters on a, on a smaller scale to where, you know, like, okay, if, if they can get that huge deal, even on a, like a small scale, if we garner, um, you know, five, let's say like 10,000 listeners on a regular basis, we could kind of cultivate that into, you know, merchandise and, Mm -hmm. you know, tours and and all this kind of stuff. So. It's, uh, it's crazy. I think, I think, I think we're at the, where it's almost like, um, like hip, hip hop in the late, in the early eighties. You know what I mean? Where people didn't really understand mm-hmm. where it would take it. And now hip hop artists are, yeah, you know, becoming millionaires off of TikTok and becoming millionaires off of viral, yes. viral, uh, videos and stuff like that. So, um, we, we're in a time it's like, it's like the, um, uh, The golden, the golden era, Mm -hmm. not the golden era, the golden rush, I guess you would call it Uh, or the gold rush. rush. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Um, Where it's just everybody is, is, is going. But I think above anything, you know, the the money is cool and all this cool, but you got to make what's important, important. And that's just um, knowing that there's money out there, but just focusing on the quality content. And that's uh, and then, you know, we do that. We'll be straight.
0: Yeah, I think that we will do that. I think that um, e- eventually, just based on where we're going, we've seen the, the small growth. We don't have the numbers to get the money right now. And, and that's OK. That's mm-hmm. cool. But mm-hmm. we have the impact. Mm-hmm. You know, we have people that genuinely enjoy the content. That's what matters. You may not have all the listeners that you want. Mm -hmm. But you have the impact. You have the impact. You got something Mm -hmm. right. You got people that come back to your content. They're like, hey, these guys talk about some shit. I may not agree with everything they say, but I enjoy listening. They seem entertaining. When I talk on a microphone, I take it seriously because there's somebody driving in their car. There's somebody going to work. There's somebody is having a fucked up day and they want to be entertained and they want to be engaged. Right. And I feel like that's my job. And I feel like we do a decent job do at doing that. Mm-hmm. Now, being as we love it, I feel like it would be awesome that once we get these fucking numbers, I could just say, "Well, guess who's not working a job anymore? This guy." Yeah, right. That that would be amazing, mm-hmm. and we would owe it all to our viewership and our listenership that you know we would get paid handsomely from a network and get paid through our listeners and, uh, and because I'm looking at other podcasts that it looked like they don't even try sometime but because they got a platform it's like drake coming out with the podcast. Mm-hmm. If drake came out with a podcast <laughs> this guy would probably make like 60 million from it. Oh, for sure. Like sir and it's like I don't even know. I listened to uh, Kevin Durant's podcast with him and his co-host mm-hmm. and I'm not shitting on him, you know, but it's just a very it's a very bland it, the, one with J, the episode with J. Cole was really good, mm-hmm. but people are getting these deals. Celebrities are getting these deals and they're not great. at it. They don't love podcasting. I think that uh, I think more rappers should
1: have podcasts yes. and not like this is my second career. I mean, like, yeah, you are legit, you know, a top 10, you know, top tier type rapper having a podcast. I think that I think it's you're. It's it's uh, it doesn't take much time um, and you could you could grow, grow your audience. And if you just pay like a product, you know, you know, I won- I'm not sure how much work Wayno puts into his podcast, but from the outside looking in, it looks like he, um, you know, he just shows up to the studio and then they, mm-hmm. they record. He tells some stories and then that's pretty much it. So if, yeah. a, if a rapper is, you know, like a little baby or somebody like that, and I, I'm not saying that people would. Care to listen to what they have to say, but I'm just saying that type of artist, if they show up, do a podcast, and then if they did a podcast that's completely outside of what they normally do, like if a guy like Tyler, the creator, had a podcast, I think that that podcast would do crazy numbers.
0: True. So did that napkin just move over there? It's the the air conditioner. I was like, what the fuck is going on, man? Yeah. It's like Keith is doing voodoo on fucking uh on napkins now. What's going on, man? Well, it is Juneteenth. <laughs> <laughs> <Go ahead>, Coon <Coon-Teen. laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. Um, and I'll say this before we get out of here. Um, I think in regards to doing this, uh, it's still a skill set. I feel like being a conversationalist is a skill. Having the Having the ability to speak one and a half, two hours, three hours is a skill Mm -hmm. and to actually be engaged and not dozing off and asking questions and being very, um, uh, very thoughtful, being present. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What you're saying and doing for three hours is a skill Mm -hmm. like I and. And I think you either got it or you don't in podcasting, period. I don't, I don't think you could learn to be a good podcaster. Mm-hmm. I think you got it or you don't. Mm-hmm. One of the keys I would say or that we hope will work is that we will continue to always care about the people listening, which means we will continue to upgrade our equipment. Like right now we have decent equipment, but it's going to get better. Mm-hmm. You know, we already mentioned we're going to YouTube. The set's going to be off the chain. We're going to make sure it looks great. Before we even go to YouTube, mm-hmm. so giving our best to people on the microphone and audio, visual, all of that, we're gonna be getting some checks, man. Yeah, I'm getting some big checks, mm-hmm. but yeah, there's that, man. Um, Keith is uh, starting to doze off now. Um, Juneteenth, he's just enjoying the holiday too much, folks. <laughs> so, <laughs> I ate some ribs earlier, I got the itis now. Oh, wow, I'm just playing. yeah, well. If you made it to the end of this podcast, man, we appreciate you. Thank you for listening to a Trucker's Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K. Things. We're out of here. Peace.